This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. July 15th, a Friday indeed. And good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, Los Angeles County reached a high level of COVID-19 infections on Thursday, according to public health officials, meaning a mask mandate could be imposed in two weeks as the highly transmittable Omicron subvariants BA4 and BA5 make waves across the country. What about BA Baracus? How is that? <laughs> <laughs> the health department bases its decision. <laughs> I pity the fool that has COVID. <laughs> The health department bases its decision on the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention three-tier criteria of community high, medium, or low levels of COVID-19 rates. L.A. County Public Health Director told the L.A. County Board of Supervisors on Tuesday and reiterated on Thursday that an indoor mask mandate will be imposed unless there is a significant reversal in the current hospitalization rates caused by the coronavirus within the next two weeks. That means the mandate would take effect on July 29th. If the mandate does indeed take effect, it would then expire two weeks later if numbers return to a medium rating. This week, top U.S. health officials issued a warning about the new Omicron subvariants, but also said the country has the tools to prevent people from getting seriously ill. That includes vaccines and antiviral treatments. The possibility of a mask mandate in Los Angeles comes months after Philadelphia tried to impose one and quickly re- reversed it. Philadelphia officials implemented a mandate in April during a sharp spike in infections, but there was a fierce opposition and even a legal effort to end the mandate, which the city did just days after instituting it. A woman is in critical condition after she tried to rescue her two children in the ocean in Brigantine, New Jersey. Police and firefighters responded to a 911 call at about 9.20 a.m. Wednesday for a swimmer in distress. A witness called 911 and said the two children became overpowered by a wave. The mother went in to help, but she also became distressed, the witness said. Beach Patrol said lifeguards were not yet on duty for the day at the time, but were nearby training. A gentleman ran up from 7th Street to the guards at 15th Street saying that there was someone in trouble. The Brigantine Beach Patrol chief said... Uh, the lifeguards rushed to help. One child was already uh, out of the water. He made it out of the water when they got to the scene. Uh, the other child was in the ocean with the mother. Beach Patrol said the woman was unresponsive when she was pulled out of the ocean. They immediately started CPR. She was taken to Atlantic Care Regional Medical Center, where she is currently listed in critical condition. The children were evaluated and reunited with family. The Beach Patrol chief said that uh, the Nor'easter back in May left hazards like deep gullies that are still under the water. Uh, and he said that they're obviously trained to uh, see those or find those. He also reiterated that you should not swim in the ocean if there are no lifeguards on duty. It wouldn't hurt. There there are loads of videos uh, that kind of show what the surf looks like and what dangerous surf looks like or, or right. conditions like rib to, what to look for in the water patterns to determine whether you're dealing with a substantial riptide. Uh, I know it's not the kind of thing you think of when you're packing up your cooler, but being a little bit familiar well, with it might help. And, and it's also, it's it's hard to I don't know. I think you have to you have to see it for a while before you can really pick it I out. Guess. You know what I, I mean? mean? Like you know, we used to see I would see them so frequently yeah. up in New York, especially off uh, Fire Island or you know the, the beaches there, Kathy, on the yeah. South Shore. You'd see them all the time, and you could see a clear line in the water where the riptide was occurring. But you're right; that was over the course of many years that I right. got familiar with it. Um, yeah, and you know what? It's like I, 
if you see anything odd in the ocean, like I'm always like, okay, hold on, let's yeah. figure out what this is. Right. But you know, sometimes you can't see anything. And, I know. You know, it was just two little kids playing in the water, and you're just having fun. Yeah. yeah. And a mom, you know, they need help. She goes out, and now this. So they, they, you know, all summer they say this. Um, you know, every summer, don't swim if there's not a lifeguard there. Police in Pennsylvania will now be able to confiscate, destroy, and sell illegal all-terrain vehicles and dirt bikes under a new law passed by Governor Tom Wolf. The legislation signed Wednesday bans people from driving ATVs and dirt bikes on public roadways, sidewalks, and pedal cycle lanes. If, uh, if It follows a push by some lawmakers to crack down on the illegally operated vehicles, which they say pose a safety risk. We have seen countless incidences of property being destroyed, injuries to pedestrians, and the tragic loss of life of innocent bystanders due to the reckless actions, said Senator Pat Brown, who sponsored the bill, uh, they said in a statement ahead of Wolf signing. I think what they should do is collect them up and swap them out for those uh, mobility vehicles in the supermarkets. Give, <laughs> Give those to that. the senior citizens. Right. Just have a little bit more fun. <laughs> the shopping yeah. done in a jiffy. I do want to drive one of those around. They're like, fun. Target they really day. are fun. They are. <laughs> like if there was no one there and I knew nobody needed it. Like, Can I we make wanna... that happen for Kathy? <laughs> I use that. Allow it. They don't go fast enough, Kathy. I, yeah, but, it, but I don't go fast down no, those. I'm talking, I'm cr- get her an yeah. ATV. Yeah. I like yeah. to browse. I don't, I don't know. Maybe okay. there's something new I want. I, I don't know. I had to ride one around Disney back in April because when my mom, the, the agreement was if she didn't want to be in the scooter, I had to drive it. Right. And I'm like, okay, I'll do it. You know, I have no problem. It, it is fun. <laughs> it's it pretty fun. All you got to do is uh, yeah. uh, break an ankle, and uh, sometimes yeah. you're allowed to have that. You walk into a Target with crutches, and they'll give you one. They'll give you one. That's yeah. cool. Uh, so the bill creates a tiered system of punishment for people caught operating the ATVs and dirt bikes illegally. A first offense comes with a 50 to $200 fine and costs of prosecution or a jail sentence of no more than 10 days if a person can't pay for the fines. Now, subsequent offenses uh, comes with a 100 to $300 fine, cost of prosecution, and uh, or a jail sentence no more than 30 days if the person and can't pay the fines or costs. Police officers are also allowed to impound the vehicle while the case goes to court. If a person is convicted, police officers will be able to destroy the vehicles, sell them, or turn them over to the district attorney's office or the attorney general who could retain them for official use. In sports this morning... The Phillies will look to end their four-game losing streak as they open up a weekend series in South Florida against the Marlins tonight. It'll be the team's last three games before the All-Star break. Kyle Gibson gets the start, and the first pitch is scheduled for 6.40 tonight. This year's British Open is taking place at the old course at St. Andrews. Cameron Young made his debut with an 8-under-64 for a two-shot lead over Rory McIlroy after the first round of the 150th Open Championship. Tiger Woods, who missed the cut in the last Open at St. Andrews in 2015, had the second-worst score in his Open career with a 78. Second-round play is already underway this morning. And in women's soccer, the U.S. national team beat Costa Rica 3-0 to advance to the finals of the CONCACAF. CONCACAF, right? There Championship. Is. Scion Kong Kong. You got it. <laughs> yeah, that's wow. kind of what it sounds like. <laughs> in Monterey, Mexico. Dancing to the next level of the Scion Kong Kong. <laughs> where they will face Canada in a rematch of the team's <laughs> Olympic semifinals last summer. Having already clinched a spot in the 2023 Women's World Cup by reaching the tournament semifinals, the Americans are now in line to secure a spot in the 2024 Summer Olympics in Paris if they can win the championship on Monday night. Here's Nell calling the game, okay. Kathy. Yeah, <laughs> 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 what championship is it again? <laughs> 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 
<laughs> it is exciting. It is. Yeah. It's not good. It brings a lot yeah. to the game. The Americans lost to Canada, the eventual gold medalist in the semifinals of the Olympics last summer in Tokyo. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thanks, Kat. So Friday means Word of the Week prize. Giving that away today. This is a very cool hookup at Pocono Raceway. They, they're, have their, they're having their M&M's. Uh, fan Appreciation 400, that'll be July 24th. So you want to end up in the Terrace Club for this event and get the uh, paddock and pit passes and all that stuff. We'll give did that away M&Ms? at the end of the program. Yes, I did say M&M's. Is that, what is that? Is that the sponsor? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Yeah. M&M's is sponsored. It makes you wonder if there are a lot of M&M's <laughs> for, the, for the taking, right? There's yeah. always an M&M yeah. car. Yeah, yeah. it's usually yeah. Kyle oh, Busch. Is really? Kyle Busch, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm not supposed to like Kyle Busch, but... But do you like his yeah, car? I like, like his car. <laughs> I like his car, too. Yeah. He's, like, he's one of those hated drivers. Yeah. But I like that yellow <laughs> car. It's cool. I just love peanut m and I like peanut m and I love it. rooting for it. So anyhow, we're going to give that away today. Uh, we have friends from Dave & Buster stopping by. Yeah. Uh, so I would imagine they'll bring some food, and we will have some giveaways that we can share with you. So listen up for your opportunity to grab some gift cards from Dave & Buster's. Love it. And we also have uh, comedian Kyle Kinane, who's going to be here. And Casey, you said it's been a long time since he's been by here, right? Yeah, it's been a long time. All right, since so... Since the rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Kyle is stopping by in the 8 o'clock hour, so we'll have that. So we did have uh, Don McCluskey uh, scheduled to perform, but that has to be rescheduled, so we'll do that another time. because of the road. big McCluskey cocaine... Uh, Kyle. Conca-cat. The Do you want me to give some of this right now? Nope. Oh, okay. All right. So we're going to have some screening passes to give away later on for Nope. Did, does that mean yes? Yes, it okay. does. All right. <laughs> I'm All right. sorry. It's, it's going to be one of those days. Yeah. Oh, it is. <laughs> Casey, you already started with something this morning. What did I do? What did you? We're standing here, and what did you say to me? Oh, yeah. Well, you were asking whether or no, not No, no, fish... no, no, no. Play it out how, how it played out. I said, what's that? What did you say? Oh, yes. Fish did open their uh, concert series. No, you, you didn't you do that. Said, you said the city. The city. Uh, Mansfield, Massachusetts. Yeah, Casey, Casey, oh, yeah, Mansfield. Casey goes, uh, Mansfield, Massachusetts. And I go, what? what? He goes, oh, you asked when uh, Fish was opening their uh, tour. <laughs> I didn't. They <laughs> opened with Ghost last night. They went Ghost and to set your soul free back into Ghost. It was a great way to open up the... Uh, oh, I thought you uh, meant the band Ghost uh, so did opened I. up for them. No, no, no. I'm like, that's a pretty weird that's pairing, Ghost and pairing. Fish. <laughs> I thought the same thing. I, I think I was getting coffee when this happened, and I'm, I'm happy. I, I am glad you didn't have to be here for that. So, anyhow, this is the, the positive vibes here, Preston. The movie is called <laughs> Nope. We have a screening for that, and it will be in the IMAX. It's the oh. uh, special experience of this, and it is Tuesday, July 19th. So, this is coming Tuesday, 7 p.m., King of Prussia. Uh, it'll hit theaters in IMAX, and that will be on July 22nd. So uh, let's take, you know, first four callers right nice. now. We'll set you up, 215-263-WMMR. We'll give some more of those away uh, during the course of the program this morning. So uh, let's take a break. Come back in a second. The Entertainment Report, Super Question. That stuff is up when we return. So hang in there. We'll be right back. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. 
Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We are going to give away our final $150 Fogata Show gift card. If you can answer this question correctly this morning, what animal do you get when you crossbreed a female horse and a male donkey? 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know the answer. What animal do you get when you crossbreed a female horse and a male donkey? 215-263-WMMR. I got a few uh, birthdays to mention. Actually, several of them on uh, Friday, July 15th. Uh, we'll start with a guy who was a friend of ours for a stretch. We've we've lost touch, but I'm sure if we got back in touch with him again, we'd pick right back up. And he celebrates a big birthday today at 70. It is Terry O'Quinn's birthday today. I didn't oh, yeah. say that. Yeah, of course, Locke from Lost. Uh, what a great character. Oh, God, he was just, he was fantastic. And uh, his backstory was amazing and... Uh, yeah, a great performance. What yep. day? He was just on, oh my gosh, I just watched something. Pieces of Her, FBI Most Wanted, Wait, probably pieces not. Pieces of Her, was that it? I think he gets killed. I think he's the father. Thanks for the spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah. Right? No, yeah. it's, it's, no, no, it's yes. at the very end, he dies. No, yeah. that's it. No, 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 he, no, it's the whole part of uh, of the show. Yes. Um, he, he, I was going to binge that yeah, this Captain. I watched that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah with uh, uh, Tony Collette. Yes, and, Tony Collette. Uh, um, I was just thinking about that. Well, there goes sure. that. Uh, no, 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 no. It's okay. a it's yeah. part of the plot line. No, it's, no. it's a big part of the plot yeah. line, and and it's no big secret. So uh, <laughs> it's interesting. I'm glad I watched it. I didn't love, love, love it, but yeah, it you know, was, it was it was worth watching. Yeah, it was worth. The first watching. time I saw him was well, not the first time, but one of the first times where he really made an impact was in the movie The Stepfather. Yeah, oh, great yeah. performance. Yeah, when um, he and uh, screw spoiler alerts. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> when he realizes that he's he says something, uh, he makes a mistake right, and right. revealed who he is, and he's holding the phone. He's like, oh yeah, <laughs> whap, and he just. <laughs> It's, in the it's head a with great, it. great series. Well, yeah. and, you know, and you mentioned we used to talk to him a lot, and we kind of fell out of touch with him. Um, the way that we were connected to him was some family members of mine, and they also fell out of touch with him. So, really? Yeah. Oh. Not like what any- did you do? <laughs> yeah. Well, he got divorced, and oh. he I think he moved out west, and everybody else was here on the East Coast down in Maryland, and All so right. I think it just Oh, was... that's the way things happen. Yeah. Thank right. God we've been, been able to maintain a solid relationship with Bradley Cooper. Uh, we also have Brian Austin Green <laughs> celebrating a birthday today. He's 49. I have a lot of birthdays, so I'm not going to spend too Let's much time oh, on each of them. Oh, but I have this. It sounds good. That was awesome. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> You hit the button, and it's like, hey, wait one second. We're going to... Happy birthday, Brian Austin Green. He's 49. Uh, Eddie Griffin, uh, the comedian and actor... Uh, is 54 years old today. Uh, the great Linda Ronstadt celebrates her birthday today. She's 76. Unfortunately, she's Parkinson's. suffering from Parkinson's yep. disease. Aww. She can't sing anymore. She didn't even show up to her induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which was, I don't know, a good five, six years ago, something yes. like that. No, the women that showed up did a great job oh, in her stead, and the documentary about Linda Ronstadt is fantastic. Yeah, I, she's she's an amazing singer. It is. We don't have any Linda Ronstadt in our uh, little Vox Pro system over here, which is, that is a... An yeah. absolute travesty. Our it sister is. station, yeah. nothing but Linda, has a whole bunch. I've got there's there's a couple of playlists that I have that I've got like Blue by You on there, yep. And, yep. and she did a lot of great covers like that. And uh, that'll be the day. Who and did um, You're No Good? Who is that? That's her. That yeah. is Linda her. Linda Ronstadt. Awesome. Yeah, great singer. Um, Jesse Ventura, also what a great singer. Great singer. Voice on him, amazing. Pain don't hurt. Uh, he is uh, 71 years old today. Steve and Nick were just having a conversation off air about uh, a birthday boy, Forrest Whitaker. Yes. You guys were going on about this uh, show. What is it, Nick? It's called Gangster of Harlem. and uh, uh, I'm sorry, Godfather of Harlem. And uh, Steve, I think, watched like the first season. I'm, yes. I'm almost finished season number two. 
It's really, really good. It's based on a true story, um, and uh, I'm watching it on Hulu, but he is, he's the star, Forrest Whitaker is, and he is just unbelievably great. Uh, he is 61 years old today. We have a few drummers celebrating birthdays. Ah. Three of them uh, in particular that I'll just mention one right after another. Jason Bonham, son of John Bonham, of course. And, huge. Uh, plays with The Circle and, and done a bunch of other things. He's 56 today. Artemis Pyle, former drummer of Leonard Skinnerd, Gomer's uh, brother. 74 years old today. <laughs> I don't know about that, but he was a Marine. Uh, yeah, he, he yeah, definitely he was, he was a Marine, so maybe he was I Gomer's know, brother. I don't know. Gomer Pyle was a Marine. Uh, then you have uh, Marky Ramone of the Ramones is 70 Is he the last old. Ramone at this I point? I think he's the last living Ramone, okay. Nick. I'm pretty sure about There's that. There's Reby Ramone, too. <laughs> Reby, no, what have you been up that's to? That's a Jackson. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, then we have Ariana Huffington, the newspaper columnist, and of course, as the Huffington Post, she's 72. Uh, the great Joe Satriani, guitarist. Really rock in St. Louis, KGN 89.1. Up on deck right now, we've got some hot new stuff from a guy named Joe Satriani. This cat really knows how to play guitar. Watch out for him. He's getting some really fantastic... Dude, stop it. Oh. If I have to listen to uh, he's calling my phone, phone, phone. Okay, you gotta, all right. You got to listen to that. commercial success from his all-instrumental album, which you don't... This is me in broadcast school. Right, yeah, right. Mind you. I've seen much of, and I see some very big things from him in the future. Oh. So what do you say we roll it? This is The Crush of Love on KGN. Oh. Oh. At least, listen, oh. I still have never showed you guys mine. At least you're like, you're doing it. Like, I just, I froze. I didn't, like, Did I, the words weren't even coming out of my mouth. There's no words on it? Oh, yeah. It was, Steve, there were very little words on it. I didn't, I, I didn't <laughs> know that. Do, you, do you have it, or is it just mythical? No, now? I have it. I All think right. I lied to you guys so, and said I didn't. So, uh, yeah. I think you did. I, I knew it. We know you did. Uh, Preston, but that, that's a very serviceable... It's not that bad. It was terrible. No, that's what I mean. Like you're. It, it, listen, it's terrible now, but like you, you were speaking well. Uh, yeah. and you, you I can't it. read it. There's no. There's no <laughs> words on it. I was I was talking like this, yeah, you know. Like, you know what it sounds like? It. it sounds like you're in broadcast school. Yeah, there you, you know? go. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, here's uh, another one if you want to hear foreigner. This is KGN eighty nine point one, the only rock of St. Louis. Good afternoon. I am feeling good, and I hope you are too. And if not, I've got just the thing for you. Here's a little bit of foreigner double vision on KGN. I like that. Uh, I hope you're feeling good. If not, there's not a goddamn thing I can do about it. That's me, by the way, just sitting in a booth. With a tape recorder. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't actually on the radio. It's I was the weirdest. Pretending. I yeah. didn't make up a radio station. KGN did not exist. I it made didn't? that up. No. I don't know what. I don't know why I thought of those letters KGN. K Gun. Yeah, uh, man. Kevin oh. Gunn. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Joe Satriani, that cat turned 66 years old today. <laughs> and then the last birthday is actress Diane Kruger. Uh, everything from Inglorious Bastards, National Treasure movies, to Troy. Is she, re- is she, was she, in a relationship with um, from Walking Dead. Um, oh, Norman Reedus. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, Maybe. I remember her being in a high-profile relationship. Is she Austrian by birth, Nick, or German? Good day, <laughs> German, German, <laughs> West German, Lower Saxony, to be precise. No, okay, there you go. okay. She's a huge fan of a CCR. The best of the old, the best uh, of the new KGM. Let's really things moving right along. In. Here's one from a classic band called Creedence Clearwater Revival. Who'll stop the rain on KGN? That's great. Cool. Don't do that anymore today. <laughs> All right. That was All the right. last one. That's it. Fine. Last. We'll move on. All right. So let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid <laughs> question. Uh, what am- <laughs> Go on to the latest rock. 
So good. <laughs> what animal do you get when you crossbreed a female horse and a male donkey? That's the question. And I will go to Todd to see if we have the answer. Hey, Todd. Hey, good morning. Morning, buddy. All right, so what animal do you get when you crossbreed a female horse and a male donkey? A mule. A mule, yes. Ah, all right. Correct. One moment, Todd. We got the latest news. Let's get on to the latest rock. I didn't do that. We have a $150 Fogo to Show gift card, and Fogo is a culinary experience and best place to discover new favorites like their new bone-in ribeye and bone-in double cup pork chop. As part of full Tresco experience, you can make a reservation uh, for Center City or King of Prussia at Fogo.com. Texters are loving impressive. I'm sure they are. All right, so we'll start with this. Uh, yesterday, Kevin Spacey appeared in London's Old Bailey Court and pled not guilty to five counts of sexual assault. Uh, the House Cards actor was charged with four counts against three different men between 2005 2013. Also charged with causing a person to engage in penetrative sexual activity without mm. consent. Uh, he served, of course, as the artistic director of London's Old Vic Theater from 2004-2015. Uh, trial date has now been set, so June 6th of next year. So this is going to go on for a yeah, while. It sure will. Uh, the judge said the trial is expected to run for three to four weeks by then, but there's always delays and things that happen, so we'll see. They, they just keep it in the system. That's what they do. Yeah. Uh, this was a surprising story to see this morning. Uh, Constance Wu has revealed that she tried to kill herself. Yes. In 2019, it was after receiving backlash for comments that she made on Twitter about her show Fresh Off the Boat. Do you remember this when all this happened? I remember vaguely something, but I don't remember exactly what the comments were. So she was up for different roles. Her star was rising. She was on uh, the series Fresh Off the Boat, which I enjoyed. And it was a very but but she sort of um suggested she was impatient for the sh- that show to wrap up and may have been indelicate in the way she was phrasing it like I'm I'm so I can't okay. wait to take advantage of these new opportunities. I wish this show would write. That's how it came across okay. to a I lot of you. people. I don't think that was... She, I, she wasn't dumping on the show, but it was taken that way. On Thursday, she returned to the platform for the first time in three years to share her story and shine a light on mental health struggles. She said, I was afraid of coming back on social media because I almost lost my life from it. Three years ago, when I made careless tweets about the renewal of my TV show, it ignited outrage and internet shaming got... Uh, internet shaming that got pretty severe. Uh, she said, I felt awful about what I'd said, and when a few DMs from a fellow Asian actress told me that I'd become a blight on the Asian American community, I started feeling like I didn't even deserve to live anymore, uh, that I was a disgrace to Asian Americans, and that they're, they'd be better off without me. And she said, looking back, it's surreal that a few DMs convinced me to end yeah. my own life. But that's what happened. Luckily, a friend found me and rushed me to the ER. So I'm assuming she tried to overdose. Yeah. Oh. That's how that's how oh close God. she was to dying. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, <sighs> that's awful. It is. It's a good reminder to um, not be an a-hole, you know, and, and yeah. uh, treat other people with kindness as best you possibly can. Right. And uh, sometimes messages like that can have mm-hmm. a, a terrible impact on somebody else. So yeah, yeah. Try not to do that if you can. No also, and if you need to remove that from your life, yeah. then, then you should. Exactly. Minimize yeah. your exposure to that stuff and realize yeah. it's, it's a pleasure. Playground for very acrimonious people. Yeah, yeah but DMs are different. Like that's you right. Know, like... She said it was a, an Asian, a fellow Asian actress. So somebody mm-hmm. yeah. reached out directly to her, and it may yeah. have been—I'm sure it's somebody she knew or something like that. But yeah. it's a—it's a tough thing because there, um, there are sometimes. And I talked to Nick about this. There are sometimes like if I like read the uh, comment section and somebody, I'm like, well, you had this one coming. But like when it ends up like like right in my line of sight, then you can't 
you know, sort of blame. I think at that, that you know point, I, mean? I think at that point, and this is a bit much, but if you, uh, if if it's affecting you that strongly from from somebody who's reached out directly, yeah. Yeah. you may want to say, hey. Maybe we need to talk about this. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we need to actually per- speak to, e- yes, to right. each other about exactly. this. Exactly. Because it's a world of difference exchanging mm-hmm. constructed uh, text as opposed to having an emotional in- in-person conversation about it. And almost it. instantaneously, the, p- the person will back off their arch stance because now there's a human being that, yeah. that is receiving their message. Yeah. DMs are for invitations to collab. Yeah. And that's all that is. That's all. Right. Yeah. I get Let's those every collab. now All the time. Yeah. Huh? Uh, we have audio of this, I believe. Oh. Christer, Christopher Maloney. Yeah. Uh, is bearing it all in a new advertisement for Peloton. I saw it last night. Uh, the Law & Order actor can be seen working out completely naked in the video uh, that's created to promote Peloton's fitness app. And uh, he says in the ad, do we have the whole thing? or just Ooh, I believe it's the whole thing. Yeah, it's yeah, 30 yeah. seconds. Yeah. All right, let's check this out. So it's pretty funny. So keep in mind he's naked in a gym, in a home gym, working out, and they've, they've blurred... The genitals, and he's also out and about. Too. Yeah, he ends yeah, up yeah. out. Uh, he ends up out in uh, outside in the pool, runs in the park, and all this stuff. Dogs barking at him, but here we go. Apparently, some people think the way I work out is strange. <laughs> Honestly, I don't get it. <sighs> Me, I don't think using the Peloton app is strange at all. Sure, they're famous for their amazing equipment, but the app gets me motivated to do lots of different workouts. Now, does that seem strange to you? In the Peloton community, users are represented by two separate yet equally motivated groups. I love this. Those who wear pants and Christopher Maloney. <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. Oh, my God. Uh, now, by the way, he's doing squats. Yeah. And there's a rear camera shot in yeah. his ass. Oh, it's great, man. He's wearing a modesty sock or something. He's got to be, right? Yeah, yeah. But that's great. That they, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's full horrible. over brown eye. Oh, my God. I, I, uh, I don't I love quite it. know what the connection is, but uh, apparently Ryan Reynolds is one of the producers for this spot. I guess uh, he's worked with this, um, this company, Maximum Effort. So Ryan Reynolds also put this up on his social media last night. And nice. Then, yeah, he was one of the uh, producers for the commercial. Ryan Reynolds has become a, uh, as far as directing and producing and writing comedy, yeah. is just amazing yeah. at it, man. I mean, especially in, in short form. I mean, obviously, Deadpool was hilarious all the way through, yeah. but the dude is the real deal. He, he truly is. All right. Uh, what else do we have here for you? Okay, so a follow-up on um, Army Hammer. Uh, hit the news last year, obviously, for multiple controversies as he was accused of sexual assault as well as his leaked conversations about cannibalism. Uh, he moved to Cayman Islands amid the scandals and has been away from the limelight ever since. And according to Vanity Fair, the actor received support from one A-list star amid all of this. A source is informed uh, that Robert Downey Jr. stepped in last year to pay... For Hammer to spend nearly six months in an expensive Florida rehabilitation facility uh-huh. called Guest House amid his downfall. And while it's unknown how the stars even know each other, whether they've been close friends since before, it seems that the Marvel star's actions came uh, reportedly given uh, his own public history of addiction and recovery. Uh, so the report also mentioned a quote from one of Hammer's close friends who opened up about the actor's past and said, everyone looks at Army thinking that he's had some sort of privileged life and that 
that must mean that there are no problems in his youth and everything was peachy keen, but that is not necessarily the way things go. Just because you come from an upbringing where financial resources are plentiful does not mean that life isn't without problems. Uh, in the meantime, recent reports have suggested that he has been selling timeshares in the Cayman Islands for financial reasons. And according to people, the reason why he's allegedly working as a salesman for timeshares is that he was apparently cut off from his family. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. he's simply got to make some money. So And he can't do that in acting right now, so he's trying this out. It's so, such a weird story because yeah. they, they were steadfastly saying, oh, no, he's not doing that. And then it turns out he is. Yeah. Uh, so, But it was, uh, it was, I guess, you know. Robert Downey Jr., I don't know how they know each other, but he he went through some pretty crazy yeah. issues himself, and I think he just wants to help somebody get on the straight and narrow I think of the camp. you become more empathetic when you've gone through it yourself. Yeah. Uh, so on Wednesday's episode of the Martha Stewart podcast, Alex Rodriguez shared how he felt about his ex-fiancee, Jennifer Lopez, a little more than a year after their breakup. Uh, the baseball player said that he has no regrets about his relationship with Jennifer and that they had a great time. It was he really said, good. He said, uh, here's what I will tell you about Jennifer. And I was telling some of my colleagues here the other day, she's the most talented human being I've oh, ever been around. It's amazing. Isn't that? So uh, 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 how did it end up? Was there the rumors he had cheated on her, correct? I don't That's remember. What, that thing? I think that Who was it. would cheat on that? Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah, right? <laughs> But when you have paintings around your house, reportedly, of you as a centaur... Yeah, yeah you're A-Rod, man. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Can, you might be a little full yeah. of yourself. Kind of do what you want. Yeah. Uh, Entertainment Tonight reports that Zendaya got her first stitches ever on Wednesday night after sustaining an injury in the kitchen. Uh-oh. Uh, Zendaya took to her Instagram stories, sharing photos of her bandaged finger, and wrote, See now, this is why I don't cook, she wrote. Which made me think, when I heard the way this was positioned, her first... Stitches ever? Have we all we've all gotten stitches before, no. right? You've never had them? No. Are you sure, Kathy? I never had them, but I did pass out on top of Jace while he was getting them. Yeah. <laughs> when I had my surgery, Casey, Pretty close, glued shut. Okay. Uh, the wisdom teeth. Because I I almost well don't yeah count you're right I, it, orally I don't count. No, I was thinking oral. like an accident, yeah. right? Like a cut. Yeah. Because yeah. I have had stitches, but like I I don't count it as that because. Did you ever have it stitches because of an accident? No. And like oh. I, I think I would bug out. I don't like the idea of that. I've broken bones. I mean, no, you wouldn't bug out. I mean, first of all, they they numb it up so much you can't feel it. At oh, all. I just remember. So when you don't just don't watch it. them do it. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah, they don't invite. Hey, you want to watch happens. this? We're gonna put this on the big screen so you can watch. Yeah, yeah my, my 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 procedure. They they glued shut the um, the uh, incision. Yeah, oh, wow. yeah. Kath, I had to watch Seamus get uh, stitches in his chin. He had this. Yeah, that's. He would do this thing, thing where he would walk around with his hands in his pockets, walk up the steps with his hands in his, and he did that. And then he fell and hit his chin on the steps. Oh, and... underneath? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the same thing. Jay says the underneath. He uh, slipped on his pants and uh, hit. We went to the doctors, and I was like, um, we could probably wait, you know, for his dad to get here if you want. And the doctor was like, no, we're going to get started. I was like, I think we should probably wait. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was like, no, we need to get started. Like, we're going to clean it out. We're going to get started. And I woke up in another room with, with <laughs> the nurse holding a juice box to my face. <laughs> she was like, here, you need to drink some of this. Wow. <laughs> you know what's uh, an interesting slash? Why is my shirt? <laughs> uh, interesting slash cool feeling is when you get the stitches out because like it, it doesn't hurt and no. I I expected it to. It's this weird feeling that's actually like kind of cool and tickles a 
little bit. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, I, not that I want to have that happen again, but it is. I, I, it was very unexpected the, the feeling that it felt when they came out. The oral stitches um, sort of dissolve on their own. Sure. Yeah. 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 Now you know the story. of My dad being the backwoods medicine yeah, yeah, yeah. was like, well, I'm not paying a dollar no, or not paying a no doctor no one hundred twenty dollars takeout. Damn, shit. get over here. Yeah, I did that with. I my- got some nail clippers here. <laughs> I did that with my cat when I had her fixed. Uh, I was like, I'm you, not you perform the operation? No, I took the stitches out. I was <laughs> like, I'm not taking this thing back and getting charged however much you're going to charge. I'm like, I'm going to do this myself. I did it, and she let me. Yeah. yeah. And then where, where did you bury her? <laughs> yeah, I love how Casey refers to his cat as this thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, eventually uh, we had to kill her because she was sick. So oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. So she's in my kitchen right now. An, inf- an infection from surgery. <laughs> so you killed her? Yeah, I didn't kill her. I had somebody was, else kill her for me. Okay. It was yeah. an infection from improper stitch removal. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Aww. so this is a strange little story, Steve. I thought you might find this interesting. The, one of the former owners of the infamous Studio 54 nightclub in Manhattan. Yeah. Of course, where stores like Andy Warhol and Liza Minnelli and Diana Ross all partied. Uh, died by assisted suicide in Switzerland on Wednesday. Yeah, I did I did see this. So there was Steve Rubell and there was the other guy... Mark Fleischman. Right, right. Uh, he fell ill with an undiagnosed condition that had severely affected his quality of life in 2016. He had said in an interview in June, so just this past month, uh, he said, I can't walk, my speech is effed up, and I can't do anything for myself. My wife helps me get into bed, and I can't dress or put on my shoes. I am taking a gentle way out. It is the easiest way out for me. Uh, and he said he unsuccessfully tried to take his own life two years ago and decided to fly to Zurich because of the legal limits on assisted suicide in California where he lived. He told the Post that though he thought his drug-filled lifestyle may have contributed to his condition. They were doing tons of cocaine. Oh, yeah, he said, he said, I like to be high, so yeah. I would do drugs and drink. Possibly this health condition is because I drank a lot and did drugs. He died... Uh, from an overdose of barbiturates at the assisted suicide clinic, which helps terminally ill patients. He said, the more I think about it in this interview in June, the more I want to do it. He said, I'm flying direct to Zurich from L.A. Wow. and there will be no last party. He was just, he was miserable. You yes. Know, was one of those. So. No, I can, I can, that's, I, that's kind of, you want to be able to go out on your own terms. And I get why he did it. They were, I mean, that was a completely debaucherous, mm-hmm. you know, uh, hedonistic lifestyle. But the thing is, Preston, and if you watch the, the, the countless documentaries about Studio 54, they literally had baggy, like garbage bags full of money mm-hmm. in the ceiling. They were storing mm-hmm. them all over the club. And they were just, well, we'll never get caught. He said in a memoir in 2017, uh, I was the ringleader for nearly four years and I became intoxicated with the scene. Every night, celebrities and stunning women made their way through the crowd to sip champagne and share lines of cocaine with my golden straw or rolled up $100 bills. So, Mm. uh, yeah, I thought that was uh, kind of interesting and strange, yeah. So, let's see here. Oh, the teaser has been released. Amazon Prime Video uh, first teaser for Lord of the Rings prequel series, The Rings of Power. This is the billion-dollar series? Oof. Oh, my God. Billion like dollars. Billion. Like a billion. Uh, I, I'm from the Shire. <laughs> I might be into this. Uh, I, I skipped the, the last um, The Hobbit movies. I'd kind of been done with the movies, yeah. but... I am curious about the origin of the Rings of Power, so I would like to know. I don't know anything about is this from the mind of Tolkien or uh, some it's of it influence. There's a I, lot I think of it's stuff based on right, exactly. Yeah. So there's uh, there they've taken liberties. Uh, the the money is clearly up on the screen because visually it looks pretty stunning. Yeah. We'll have to. You know what? I have to say I'm not 
crazy excited about it because I've spent so much time in this world. I did watch The Hobbit, uh, you know, uh, uh, movies, and, and they're really good. They would have been much better had the original Lord of the Rings movies not existed, but they do. And so everything by comparison. But I've spent, I think I've spent enough time in this world. Uh, the series, which has already been greenlit for a second season. Another billion. Is set to debut in September, by the way. So. It was like a billion. <laughs> so we shall see. Uh, let's see. Oh, and the trailer. Variety reports that uh, yesterday, the first trailer for She Said, uh, adapted from the book of Megan Twohy, I guess that's how you say her name, and Jody Cantor uh, was released. Carrie Mulligan and Zoe Kazan. Star as the two journalists who wrote the New York Times expose on Harvey Weinstein. Yes. Oh, okay. uh, the official synopsis reads, two-time Academy Award nominee Carrie Mulligan and Zoe Kazan star as New York Times reporters uh, Megan Toy and Jody Cantor, who together broke one of the most important stories in a generation, a story that helped propel the Me Too movement, shattered decades of silence around the subject of sexual assault in Hollywood, and altered American culture forever. So I read the book from Ronan Farrow, and I'm the title is eluding me right now as I'm trying to remember, but uh, that was a riveting book as they were trying to convince people to put this story on. But Weinstein had so much power and had so many high-profile friends that NBC, you know, said, that nah, we'll pass on it, even though there was tons of information that was suggesting it was all true. All right, and then one final story. Jordan Peele's fans can now explore the world of Nope in the metaverse with a new mysterious virtual reality experience. Have uh, you, do you use the metaverse at all? Do you do the virtual reality stuff with no, them? Just playing games. Yeah. I, I haven't done any... No, I don't... Anything else yeah, outside of that. I think it's been kind of a dud for Facebook. Uh, so, Per Variety Peels, Monkey Paw Productions, and Universal Pictures has partnered with Meta for a brand new way to creep people out. Nope World is available for free in Meta's Horizon Worlds app on the Quest 2 virtual reality headset. Uh, the experience begins with Monkey Paw Productions all aboard, in which you find yourself as a passenger on the Monkey Paw train featuring Easter eggs, from Peel's Nope, Get Out, and Us. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, in Nope World, visitors can interact with other fans, uh, play mini games, and discover interactive elements, including playing records, riding a motorcycle, and getting sucked up into the sky by an ominous looking storm cloud. Uh, despite the partnership with Monkey Paw, the Horizon World's creators weren't given any insider info on the film, so there won't be any spoilers. Um, and, uh, according to creator Matt Torres, he said, uh, it's a great place to hang out and experience what it's like being at Haywood Ranch, uh, through this VR experience we've developed with Universal and Monkey Paw. People can fully immerse themselves in Jordan Peele's cinematic artistry. Remember case, uh, what was it, um... Uh, when we had the interactive VR experience in the parking lot. They brought the vehicle here. What yeah. movie was that from? Was like, that for Insidious? Insidious? Insidious. Right. One of the Insidious films. And you scary. said that was pretty cool, right? Yeah, I didn't care for it because I don't like scary stuff. Uh, <laughs> but like, it was a VR experience. But it was a VR experience, yeah. yeah. So this would be... I mean, listen, I played the um, uh, the one VR game where you're going trying to kill zombies. What's that called? There's a couple of them. Yeah, the one you talked about. We, oh, uh, uh, Resident, Evil. Resident Evil. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. And, like, it's you excellent. know, uh, when people are attacking you from behind, it's freaky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, it's Friday, and that means some movies are opening up, ah. so we can get to these. Oh, we're doing this one. All right, yeah. here we go. I'll put it up.
All right, we got a couple to mention, and we will start with the where the crawdads sing. Actually, we have three of these. Where the crawdads sing. Won't you come home, Bill Bailey? Won't you come home? Uh, it's a mystery thriller. stars Daisy Edgar Jones, Taylor John Smith, and Harris Dickinson. Uh, the story of Kia, is that how I say it? Kaya? I guess. Kaya, probably. Yeah. An abandoned girl who raised herself in adulthood in the dangerous marshlands of North Carolina for years. Rumors of the Marsh Girl haunted Barkley Cove, isolating the sharp and resilient Kaya from her community. Drawn to two young men from town, Kaya opens herself uh, to a new and startling world, but... When one of them is found dead, she's immediately cast by the community as the main suspect. Two hours, five minutes long, rated PG-13. Wide theater release, fairly low score at 34% with Rotten Tomatoes. So this is a a book that was very popular, right? And um, so um, I guess if you're a fan, you might want to go see it. Paws of Fury also opens this weekend. Comedy Adventure with Michael Cera, Samuel L. Jackson, and Ricky Gervais. Uh, down on his luck, Hound finds himself in a town full of cats who need a hero to defend them from a ruthless villain's evil plot to wipe their village off the map. With help from a reluctant trainer, the underdog must assume the role of fearsome samurai and team up with felines to save the day. The only problem is they all hate dogs. Uh, it is now in 37 minutes long. It's rated PG. And wide theater release, it's got a 62% score at Rotten Tomatoes. And then finally is The Gray Man. Uh, it's an action film starring Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans, and Ana de Armas. When the CIA's top asset, his identity known to no one, uncovers agency secrets, uh, he triggers a global hunt by assassins set loose by his ex-colleague. Uh, two hours, two minutes long, PG-13, streams on Netflix, Rotten Tomatoes 49%. So no no great scores for no. any of these movies. Uh, uh, that's a Russo Brothers movie, too. Coming yeah. out this weekend. All right, we're ready for the clips. Netflix's new animated adventure film, Sea Beast, is guaranteed to inspire viewers of any age. And here, director Chris Williams describes which creature from his childhood inspired him. Certainly, you know, King Kong. King Kong was one that we talked about a lot as as an example of a really great monster movie that had these huge set pieces. But also there was connection. You know what I mean? There was there were, there was a relationship. You got to really uh, know and empathize with with the monster. Um, that was something that we talked about a lot. I don't I don't want I don't think I want to see it. Sea Beast uh, premieres on Netflix tonight, by the way. And we have another clip to play. Where's the? Oh, Where is sorry. it? Sorry. Reese Witherspoon believes that where the crawdad sings may be her best production yet, and the world's most famous girl next door musician confirmed it. Here, Reese explains that moment. Here we go. I freaked out yeah. when I heard Taylor wrote a song for this movie. First of all, she's one of my favorite artists mm-hmm. of all time. But the fact that she read this book and loved it so much, and then she heard we were making a movie, she was making her folklore album, and then she wrote a song with that whole folklore team, which was so haunting and magical, and um, the beautiful instruments they used. I was blown away. Could you shut up? Uh, where the crawdad sings, uh, crawdads sing is in theaters. Is there one crawdad singing or multiple crawdads? It says where the crawdads sing in this one. Yeah, so I think it's crawdads. And they're a barbershop quartet, yeah, but right? There's a, wait, hang on a second. There's an apostrophe, meaning there's a possessive thing going on there, which I don't understand. That's wrong. 
wrong. That's got to be wrong. That is wrong. Is that uh, wrong, Nick? Quotes are not possessive. Hang on a second. We're going to find out what the official. There should not be an apostrophe. Okay. And there isn't. There isn't. But there in isn't. But in this, yeah, it's there a typo. Is. That yes. is a typo. It's All supposed right. to be multiple plural. Yes. There you go. And that's they're singing. And so they're beautiful voices. Are several crawdads that are singing apparently. Okay. Uh, we got that all cleared up? Are we, yeah. are we clear? Happy. Crystal. Are we clear? <laughs> all right. Uh, with that all done, we should take a break because we've got a few things going on this morning. Word of the Week Prize, giving that away. We have Dave and Buster stopping by. We'll do uh, meet and eat giveaways with them. And we have comedian Kyle Kinane, who is coming by the program, too. So we'll get into all of that and spend the morning together as we head into the weekend. Stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. What's new? Glad you asked. Hailstorm. Volbeat. Turnstile. New music. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. I'm going to do a connoisseur segment, but before we do that, <clears throat> two quick things. Uh, well, I, I think that one one's going to be quick. The other one might be a little bit longer. All right. Uh, first of all, I just want to get a little plug Rooney. Uh, my band, the Preston Elliott Trio, <laughs> uh, is playing. That's your band, right? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's my, solely right. my band. Correct. Uh, thank you. No, please hold your applause. Um, uh, playing tomorrow at uh, Munhen Brewing Company in Wildwood. Actually, they're called Five Times Famous, and I sit in with them. And we're playing from 1 to 4 tomorrow afternoon. So if you're in that Wildwood area and want a little afternoon show, come by and see it. Apparently, they loved our the conversation we oh, had good. yesterday about it being the Preston Elliott Trio. <laughs> PE3, as we call it. But but anyhow, I wanted to give that a little plug. So that's uh, at uh, Mudhen. That's very nice. Tomorrow from yeah. 1 to 4. And the weather's going to be great. So I'm looking forward to that. And the other thing before getting the connoisseur, because I don't know if we'll have a chance to talk to this today or not, but apparently Kathy found out about another mystery <laughs> uh, relative or something oh, like that. Oh, my God. What? And there's a connection to the show. So I want to find out what that is. And you said, I want to hear, I want to get through the day and we never hear the story. Okay. Do I have a then son? Then we can do the connoisseur. We will. Uh, Steve, I don't think you have a son. Yeah, okay. it's a little more, di- <laughs> it's a little more distant. Um, So, oh, of a right. relative. So, we're trying to figure out how they are related, but we are indeed, we do have uh, a, Man. you know, genetic connection. Ancestry right. and me could just make, they could just exist for your family. It's and awesome, yeah. Seriously. And so, we know this person? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You want to reveal it? Oh, you want me to tell you now? Yes. Oh. Oh. Okay. So you, I asked if it was okay if we talk about this yeah, on the yeah, air, yeah. and you said, "Yeah." Yes. Um, no. Well, we. So we're we're still working with the person. Yeah. I want to. Are you related to John so, Belaris? No. God. Stop yeah. it. Okay. That'd be funny. So I get a message on Instagram. This is a couple of weeks ago. I get a message on Instagram, and it was like, "Hey." Does anybody want to guess before she goes in? You're, you're not going to guess. Oh, all right. Aww. Well, there we go. You'll, right. you'll never guess. Um, so I get a message. It says, uh, so my brother and I did Ancestry. Looks like we're related. And sure enough, it says you have, you know, a close connection to Kathy Romano. I think it, I forget what it was. Maybe like third cousin, something like okay. that. By the way, just for context, you you know, you, you found out all sorts of weird things about your family. You found out there's a whole chunk of family that you didn't even know existed that's in this area, right? 
Uh, well, right. yes, my dad. Ha- yes, his uh, half brother was right. um, in yeah in the area, and we didn't know. Okay, and then his you, entire life. Right, all right, all right. And so, so you found out a whole bunch of interesting things. In fact, they did a segment with NBC Ten about yes. your extended family. Yeah. So, so go ahead. So, and that was my dad's side of the family. My right. dad's biological father was a race car driver. He had some, you know, sort of popularity in that right. um, in that realm, and so a lot of people knew who he was. So it was sort of a story. This is actually on my mom's side. It, it says, uh, you know. The mother's side is where the connection is. Is it Jimi Hendrix? Uh, it's not. That'd be so it. awesome Stop. if she nailed Jimi Hendrix <laughs> and Dad nailed Janis Joplin. <laughs> no. <laughs> then you've, you're, you don't, you're knocking off all the Woodstock. Hey, but there is a music connection. Oh, oh, okay. Who, who banged Sha Na Na? Okay. You guys know who Mo Lauda is? Yeah. 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 Is that why you were asking yes. me about him? Jordan, okay. Jordan, our former intern, and his brother Ben yeah. took the test and were cousins. Oh, no way! Now Ben, they got all the musical talent, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Ben and my brother Christopher went to school together, um, so we grew up in the same area. Went to you know the same Whoa. high school. Now, like I said, it's a it's a distant uh, connection, and we're trying to figure it out. We're kind of throwing out some last names that are um, within both families to see if we can figure it out. Do they know you sing? Oh I, my I mean, God. I think I should probably join the band, right? Guys? I mean, it'd be awesome. I'm, I'm a big fan of Jordan's, uh, and I was so mad when we had him perform like he had just ended his internship. He did an entire internship and never, ever revealed one, you know... Not even a little bit that he had any sort of musical talent. And then he comes in and blows us all away. Yeah, we're like, man, that dude's a real deal. Did he curse the weather? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, so, he, this is pretty mind-blowing. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, and I said to my brother, I go, thank God it's, it wasn't a girl and, like, you hooked up with her. Like, right, right, yeah. We've been like uh, Luke and Leia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. I mean, if you're that. I, that's we, what people keep saying to me, Casey. Oh, that's hard. cousins there. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I knew somebody who was, like, flat out in love with his cousin. Like, they had a. First cousins? Uh, they, uh, were, I think, were like maybe second cousins. That's kissing and, cousins. And uh, and was just flat. I mean, they had a relationship. Larry and Tatiana Lauer. Yeah. <laughs> no, they had a full they had on a child, full on relationship, and it was one of those things. They ended up like not having the relationship because they couldn't, and was heartbroken over the fact oh, that wow. they couldn't be together. Yeah, there might be love. some some bursts. Yeah. Defects. I had three testicles. Uh, uh, like wow. in, in Cyrano, in Cyrano de Bergerac, it was Roxanne was his cousin. That's right. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Was, cousins. Yeah, it was a little more common back then. Um, wow. So that that's that is. I'm. You yes. know what? Everything you've said, though, I, I, I get more and more reticent to ever entertain the notion of right? doing twenty three and me or any of these things because you've been lucky. You found some nice things. Uh, I don't. You know, I don't know what I would find. I know. Find. You, again, you know. like, if you do it, you have to be careful because there's you're going to probably yeah. find I got, some things out. I got bored with it. I was like, I would, I would get these uh, alerts. Yeah, you have a, you know, a third cousin yeah. in the area. And I'm looking, I'm like, I don't, I don't know, yeah. know this person. Yeah. I don't know that part of the family. I have no connection to you other than some people banged each other. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just anyway. started a trio. I'm too busy. Yeah, please. <laughs> I got my music career to think about. Here. I just started but a I'll, band. I'll keep uh, you guys posted. Like, if yeah, we figure yeah. out what the connection is and how we're related, I'll let you guys know. We should do a who's related to Kathy, Kathy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Seriously. 
<laughs> and by the way, just yeah, Molada and the Humble, they're a great band. Yeah. They're they're a great band. And Jordan has these really great covers, one of Redbone and another one of a song called Pretty Little Lifeform. Uh he needs to like release those because they are just such great covers. So if okay. you're uh, doing any little internet searches, look for those two songs. All right, Connoisseur. Now we can do that. Thank you, Kathy, yes. by the way. I appreciate that. All right. Now that we've learned about Kathy's family, everyone's ready to eat. It's yeah. time for the Connoisseur. <laughs> oh, can I have my bell? Can I have oh, my, yeah, I like, yeah, I like to use the, uh, the order up bell here. Casey will grab it, and then thank you. All right, so first up. Oh, did you pull your back again? No. Did you what pull happened? your nut? Um, no, I hit something on my my heel. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> sorry, we're... Casey you... just acts as if he's, like, at home. And... Casey just hurts himself. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm Tom Broker. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I've never heard anyone get injured more on air. You hurt yourself more sitting yeah. down than yeah. anyone else <laughs> I've ever seen. You know how tender your, like, heel is? And uh, it just, like, scraped up against the, the roller. I have a very tender heel. <laughs> Everybody do. Ooh, tender, tender heel is a good band name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Oh. Here we go. More about that cable car accident in a second, my heel. All right. So uh, Greece has scored a win in its long fight to protect its right to the Ida, to the term feta. Not that Greece. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> feta. Oh, here, I got to turn it down. down one more time. Feta. Cheddar. Meta. <laughs> what? Cheese <laughs> lightning. <laughs> Right, so, so they now, Greece has now been acknowledged as the <laughs> owner of the word, or the, the they have the right to use the word feta? What, well, what is it, this it, this comes after what is Euro- this nonsense? Europe's top court has reprimanded Denmark for not blocking local companies from using the name for sales outside of the European Union. So. Yes. Greece claims that feta as part of its claims feta as part of its cultural heritage because it has made the sheep and goat milk cheese for six thousand years. Okay. So they got to it before any other. They country. created it. Yeah, right, you they know, created. It. There's also like in that whole region. Uh, there's like a, a fight over who claiming a baklava. Where did and so Morocco's always, like always thought of it as Greece. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, but, well, Morocco's like, nah, it's us. We created no baklava. No kidding. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I think of it as a Greek. That's uh, uh, always happened. And feta I've always thought as, as uh, a Greek food. Yep. I went out to, to a Greek restaurant on Sunday night. I don't normally go to those. Um, and I had a really, uh, he was a Greek waiter who recommended all of the Greek foods on the restaurant. It's a place called Estia. It's in Radnor. Oh, and it, yeah. It's really, really place. good. And uh, I went with our friend Scott. And it was, um, I was so glad because he pointed out, I would just have gotten sort of normal standard stuff or whatever. He pointed out things that I normally would not have gotten. So to have a Greek waiter at a Greek restaurant was really a nice thing. That's good because I just know the basics. Uh, and Greek food is fantastic. It was it's excellent. So good. Oh, man. It's one of the best meals I've had in Our- a long time and, and I had octopus, which was delicious. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, yeah, some that things that I know is probably not your style, Steve, but but I really enjoyed it. Did you go to a Santorini yet? That's yeah, okay. yeah. In Wildwood, it's excellent. I, th- yeah. I think it's the best restaurant I've been to around there. Wow. Yeah. Nick, I think they that restaurant, I think that's what they do. I've been to the one in the city and the one in Radnor. Okay. Um, and they sort of like <laughs> will suggest what you we placed an order at the one in Radnor, and they were like, um, I think maybe you shouldn't do this, and you should do this. And we were like, oh, yeah. okay, sure, no problem. Mm, I think nice. you should shut up. <laughs> uh, we, we are eating, because now it's become a little bit more uh, common, but, uh, like, we have, we'll, we'll buy tzatziki. 
mm-hmm. uh, sauce. And I, I, I just love that stuff, man. I love it with, with meat and, or, or even dipping in it, you know, with uh, chips or something like that. Uh, not not potato chips, but... Yeah, yeah, like corn chips. Pita chips. Pita chips and stuff like that. Fantastic. Beautiful. <laughs> so anyhow, they have uh, officially, according to the uh, top court in Europe, uh, judges at the Luxembourg-based court... Of justice of the EU said, EU. It is the finding of this august body that fetter comes from Greece. Said on Thursday, by failing to stop the use of the designation feta for cheese intended for export to third countries, uh, Denmark has failed to fulfill its obligations under the EU law. The European Commission, backed by Cyprus, sued Denmark in 2019 for failing to prevent local companies from marketing and exporting. Uh, outside the EU, white cheese labeled as feta, breaching rules that limit the term uh, to cheese from Greece, Denmark, uh, from Greece and Denmark had argued that an export ban could be seen as an obstacle we for trade, blah, blah, blah. We were heading towards a full-blown cheese war. That, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, so Lies would have been lost. All right, order up. Let's go to something else. <laughs> Today's National Ice, or no, not today, Sunday is National Ice Cream Day. Uh, All right, I'm going to celebrate today and uh, tomorrow. And you should. I celebrate every day. Yeah. I pretty much, I told you guys, I, you eat treat. Ice, I eat ice cream every day. Uh, yeah, we just had ice cream in here. We had the uh, uh, Insomnia introduce their ice cream line. And they have a special. Uh, for, for Ice Cream Day, which is pretty cool, Steve. So I'm basically going to run down a few different little specials. You Get can, your spoons ready. You can take advantage of. So from the 15th, which is today to Sunday... Guests at select locations of Insomnia Cookies can get a free scoop of ice cream with any order. That's pretty sweet. Dairy Queen will have a dollar off any dipped cone, excluding kids' cones. You have to use the DQ app. Um, That's on the 17th. That's on Sunday. Uh, Carvel. Uh, guests on National Ice Cream Day can buy get a buy one get one free offer on a small cup or cone at any Carvel soft serve flavor. I know some of these are kind of well, no, 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 but like where no, is there? Good. There's no Carvels know. around here. There I, used to Carvel's be Carvels was my main jam, man. Well, so I, I love Carvel. We, you know, Seamus's birthday was the other day. We got an ice cream cake, but the only place you can get an ice cream cake is at the supermarket. Was it the, Fudgy the Whale? No, it was just a regular round uh, ice cream cake. But the thing is. If you had a Carvel store, you can actually get extra you could. cookie crumbles. Yep. And now that there are no Carvels around here, you can't get the crumbles. Uh, you can get uh, you can get ice cream cakes at uh, Brewsters and yeah. at um, Acme. Dairy Queen. Yeah, Acme sells them. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. At the, at, the, oh. at the grocery store, at well, Acme, Acme is a grocery store. Yeah, where you yeah. might do some shopping. Uh, it looks like the nearest ones, Casey, I see one. Is that in uh, Mercerville? Mercerville? Yeah, 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 I'm not going to go to... In Trenton. Yeah. yeah what a so bone there job. There used to be it's one in, in Wynwood, and I would go to that Wynwood one all the time. I can't believe there's not there's no Carvel, but then... Yeah. Decent distance. Well, right. Go to the Trenton one. You could like sightsee and stuff while you're there. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? The world. Trenton what the makes, world makes. Trenton makes the world. Trenton makes the world take. The world there takes. The world just takes and takes. Uh, so Baskin Robbins also has some deals. Uh, they're offering five dollars off any purchase with a minimum order of fifteen dollars. And the best part is Baskin is extending the celebrations deal from uh, the seventeenth to the twenty third. Uh, and then let's see, two more Dippin' Dots. Dippin' Dots. It says, stop by your local Dippin' Dots shop. There are no Dippin' Dots. Right? They're in the mall. Thank you. Yeah, do they have them in the mall? Mm, yeah, well, they're oh, they, they, have, they have little kiosks. Yeah. yeah. All right. What they um, call a kiosk. Here's the deal. The offer only runs during a two-hour window. What? So make sure to call. What? What? To make sure to call your store ahead of time. My car broke down. I'm on the way. And find out when to stop by. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Mel. What? 
<laughs> Mel Gibson. Wouldn't that be great? Mel Gibson is the spokesperson for <laughs> Dippin' <and> Dots. <laughs> You're going to like Dippin' Dots. <laughs> it's going to get bloody Raj. <laughs> oh, you like Dippin' Dots. Yeah, you're pi- trying to place an order at the counter and he's there. Wow. <laughs> Customer, I guess, isn't always right. You no. say one, uh, two cups of the Dippin' Dots and... Uh... Oh! <laughs> 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 got one more. I, I, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of Dippin' Dots. Nah. No. I, I just don't. I'm not. It's, it's, uh, it's the ice cream of the future. It's I don't it's, care. It's a novelty, but yep. it's... Listen, it's... People love it. It's stuck around. It's Absolute been around love for it. a while. All right, one last uh, thing for National Ice Cream Day on Sunday. Cold Stone. Uh, with purchases of an order $20 or more, customers with the app can get $4 off their dessert, and the deal runs uh, through the 21st. It starts on Sunday, by the way. I remember in Cold Stone... Was all the rage. Remember the whole concept? Yeah, you had the yeah. cold stone and they would b- mix your stuff together. Yeah. 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 Do they still have one in the uh, KOP? I don't you? think so. No, okay. it's not there? I don't know. I may be wrong. It's not where it used to be. I do know Right, that. right. Because uh. it was always a crowd, you know, standing right. in front of the cold stone. Yeah. I was, um, Press, I was talking to your mother-in-law over the weekend. Is it? What are you wearing? Is it, <laughs> she was wearing a nightgown. She was. Uh, is, I thought about that when yeah. you came over. I'm like, that's Verna. Um, Always in her nightgown. But Steve, she blew my mind because they... They're flying squirrels. <laughs> no, I never thought of this. You know, we were just talking about ice cream cake. Yeah. And usually get those for birthdays. They get them just to get them. I'm like, oh yeah. a second. You could just get an ice cream yeah, cake for yeah. dessert. Of course you could. You did, it doesn't have to be somebody's birthday. They had bought a couple of ice cream <clears throat> cakes uh, to have. Uh, they were in town for a few days. And so, yeah, Casey was like, wait a minute. Just like Verna said. <laughs> we just get those for birthdays. Yeah, you can yeah. get them anytime. Yeah, he, just for fun. They're not checking IDs at the counter going, whose birthday <laughs> yeah, is it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I am not a fan of ice cream cakes. What? Carter hates ice cream yeah, cake. Yeah, I'm with him. You know why? He says it's because it's... It's it's a fallacy. It's a uh, it's made up. It's not cake. It's it's made to look like cake, and it's not cake. I like ice cream. I think it's kind of like a Sunday. But I'll tell you this: um, I would but prefer not. regular ice cream as yeah. opposed to an ice cream cake. I'm not morally opposed to it. Why I'll do you have it? Why do you not like it? Um, I, I just don't. I don't like the taste of it. like. To me, it doesn't taste like oh. really the, good ice cream. You're talking about the kind of they, they use sort of like a a, a cream or a, yeah, like it's whatever not, their version it's of fondant like, is to keep things. I don't yeah, know. there's there's something additional in there. I I can appreciate Seaman. the cookie crumble, but oh my God. I don't think that's in there, Steve. Oh, yeah. I would hope not. Oh I would God. definitely not eat it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I don't like the the taste. I never have ever since I was a kid. I, I hear oh. you. I, I I've heard other people say that as well. Yeah, my son had me do something for him uh, on his birthday with the ice cream cake calf, and I was like, oh, this is a pretty interesting technique. But oh. he made me cut the. Uh, cookie out, so that was all separate, and he ate the ice cream, and then he just basically ate the cookies. <laughs> I don't like the I don't like the middle part. Uh, yeah. You don't like the well, we, part? we we get ours from Dairy Queen, and it's uh, they mix their their chocolate fudge in there. I don't like Dairy Queen's chocolate fudge. Mm. I'll tell they you mix something: the cookie crumbles and chocolate fudge. It's a no go for me. I'm also not but a fan of if I have to of jamming up stuff in, the, in an ice cream in the mm-hmm. ice cream or like and ice cream cakes. A lot of times we'll have like six or seven things going on. Like it's too. I'm too stupid. It's too complicated. But uh, Cold Stone, I believe, their ice cream cake is more cakey than Wait, your <laughs> actual cake. Than actual ice cream cake. Like, okay. it, it does have cake in it. All right. And by the way, 
Zaz ice cream, the, oh, uh, the black, the black magic that actually has like a, it's a velvet. Uh, what's that called? Uh, uh, a ganache? No, 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 no. What's that? Uh, Red like velvet? Double, no, no, no. Like a devil's food cake in there. That is good. Okay, it's really good. All right, uh, national ice cream day on Sunday. Order up. Wait, let me ring the bell first. Oh, sorry, you can't hear it. Then that we do, we do bell, then we do music. Got you. All right, order up. <laughs> All right, uh, how about this? Starbucks introduced a new chicken sandwich as part of their revamped summer menu last month, but quietly yanked it less than a week later after customers and employees alike said that it gave them diarrhea. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, my God. It's hun- a wonderful sandwich. I dropped eight pounds. Yeah, hundreds of customers and even Starbucks baristas uh, took to social media to share their bouts with diarrhea, vomiting, and stomach pain after eating the new chicken, maple, butter, and egg sandwich. I like my diarrhea, like my coffee, black. That was launched <laughs> on June 21st. <laughs> That's just disgusting. <laughs> just, yeah, I'm disgusting. I, do, I love their coffee, but um, their food, I'm not a fan of. No. It's also, as one might say... Mm-hmm. Uh, some customers complained that they bit into chicken bones. <laughs> Ew, uh, is this a chicken scrotum? While others said the new breakfast sandwich was ice cold in the middle. Uh, six days later, they sent out an urgent memo to store employees to immediately stop selling and discard the sandwich. Uh, the company also introduced instructed workers not to donate the sandwich. So it's a uh, laxative. Uh, in, uh, introduced to much fanfare, the sandwich was supported to... Uh, it was supposed to mark Starbucks' entry into the chicken sandwich wars. Yeah. And oh, wow. Okay. It, it was removal from the menu. Uh, its removal from the menu was as quiet as a feather yeah. being plucked. <laughs> so they let it slip out. People are pooping their brains out. By the way, there's, there's a lot of places that have done the the chicken sandwich, a new version of chicken sandwiches, like uh, Panera has theirs right. now. And, and you can... And and sometimes I'll go to, you know, if I'm playing golf at a club that somebody's a member at, they always now have the chicken sandwich on the menu, meaning the fried chicken sandwich. Right, right. A la Popeye's. Popeye's really, they really open up the door. I mean, uh, you know. You've got to have you, the you, signature chicken sandwich Yeah, Chick-fil-A doing it forever in yeah. their own way. But then Popeye's made their version of it, and all of a sudden it became a, a hot item to, to you know, create. Brawls were taking place at yeah. restaurants? Yeah. Yes. People trying to get this damn chicken sandwich? It is good. Yeah. All right, uh, let's see. Order up. How about let's talk about booze for a moment. I got one kind of uh, novelty thing, and then I'll segue into another. Uh, but a bottle of champagne is sold for $2.5 million. Jeez. Dollars. Oh, eclipsing, eclipsing the auction record for bubbly and likely becoming the most expensive bottle of wine ever sold. Christ. Uh, but there's a gimmick. The Magnum of Chateau Avenue Foch. 2017 comes with an NFT that includes the digital art and intellectual property rights to an image of Bored Ape Mutant. Come on. (laughs) FNFTs. And to other collectible cartoon figures that adorn the bottle. Thank you, Steve. Thank you for saying that. God. NFT my ass. (laughs) Seriously. You know... I gotta believe that this it's gonna that that stuff's gonna add up to nothing eventually. Well, yeah, the, that one board eight that sold for eight hundred thousand right. uh, dollars, however many years ago, just resold for like forty thousand dollars. Marissa had a smirk on her face mm-hmm. when I said that uh, these things are gonna add up to nothing. Why is that? I'm only laughing because uh, Wawa did NFTs for Hoagie Fest, or they're doing them. Okay, so that's all. Were they right. worth five hundred thousand dollars? Uh, I don't know what they're worth. No, but... I think it comes with swag. Okay. <laughs> you, get a t- right. you get an actual T-shirt and a piece of digital art. 
Uh, the, I still don't even cool. get it. I don't get it. Neither. I'm I don't understand it. it. This I one, it's, it's basically like you own, I guess, the 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 property rights to the uh, the, the, the this piece of ephemeral or whatever whatever it is. <laughs> you own the rights to it, and no one else can co-opt that imagery. But you got to hope that whatever that is turns out to be something, something that's desirable that people want. It's, right? it's, it's, it's like, like owning buying a, song. a fart. It's like owning a song. Yeah. I mean, like you know. Uh, I right. guess. But that, that even makes more sense because every time the song is played or whatever. Well, yeah, but money. or you could use it for advertising right. or for like jingles and what things like that. What do you do like with that. the NFT? Money. Well, maybe that. Maybe use it for an advertising campaign. I don't know, dude. Well, yeah, and then they're, they're starting to sell uh, frames, like digital frames that you can put in your house and you can display the NFT on the digital okay. frame. This is my NFT. So, yeah, I still don't go. get it. I still like don't not. understand it. All right, anyhow, back to this, uh, Stupid. this booze thing. So the buyers of the champagne were brothers Giovanni and uh, Piero Buono. They're Italian investors in cryptocurrencies who are active in the fashion and technology industries. Uh, Despite their crypto profile, the purchase was made in dollars, according to the seller. Um, No, because dollars have value. Right, exactly. (laughs) Uh We bought the same thing and it doesn't exist with the money that does. Uh, So, Shami Shini, or uh, Shimi Shami, the British entrepreneur who commissioned and sold the bottle, said that he hopes champagnes, the uh, he hopes champagnes fizz may juice the market for NFTs at a time that it and other financial markets are substantially off of their high. I thought you were going to say it was something like the, the cork was made out of a diamond or whatever. Right. yeah, one of those. Sell, no. They do sell, well, there was an alcohol they were selling that was infused with actual bits of gold, was it not? Well, uh, I mean, well, gold slogger. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that it? Okay. Yeah, yeah you oh, can God. get that. It's, so I know, sick we used to shop Oh, my God, Kathy, <laughs> I drank a bottle of that. Oh, we we were drunk. I wasn't driving. Is, that, is, it, is it kind of a go-to? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a, it, it's a was, party it was kitschy yeah. for a while. Okay, all right. Yeah. All right, so here's another booze thing. And speak Water up. Uh, and this has to do, and I, and I want to get your opinion, all right. like you, Kathy. Do, were you into hard seltzer at all? Do you like hard seltzers? Uh, yeah, well, okay. yeah, some of them. So uh, it was all the rage in 2019. It's a real panty dropper. <laughs> but the fad is now fading. And writer Amanda Mull of The Atlantic argues that it's because hard seltzer, in her words, just isn't very good. Well, oh, yeah, that's I, I will, you agree with that. I don't like the hard seltzer. I said yes because I drink the like I'll drink the um, the White vodka, well, vodka and seltzer. The other one, a lot of the other ones, the majority of them are that malt liquor. That's disgusting. There you go. So and and I I've tried a few here and there. And I'm like, okay, this is something different to drink or whatever. But I just. Who was the main proponent? Really liked the t- White Claw. Okay. White Claw, yeah. I never really liked the taste. So no. they were the vanguard of the hard seltzer craze, but others quickly jumped on the bandwagon. And by mid-2021, there were more than 150 brands. That's how fast it yeah, took. Yeah. I mean, every every yeah. brand has, like, or a ton of yeah. brands have, like, some sort of seltzer in a can. All have the big beer companies yeah. jumped on board. Yeah. Have the hard iced teas and hard lemonades and all that, have they held on? Yeah, yeah. they still do really yeah. well. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, Twisted Tea has been around for a while. I still see people drinking those. But uh, they, they become fads for a while, so they become really yes. popular for a stretch, and then, you know, and then they hang for a bit. I'm, I'm sure that the hard seltzers will exist well, in, uh, in a few years. They're just not going to be as popular. You know what's successful now, Nick? Are the hard seltzer NFTs. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so while hard seltzer sales haven't totally cratered, they are down year over year for the first time. Molno said she's 36 and in the target audience for hard seltzer and that has tried many brands. She has... Uh, she writes of the first time she tried White Claw. She said the first sip was great. Cold, slightly fizzy, not too sweet, indefinitely lime-flavored. 
Uh, but within a few minutes, it just wasn't as good anymore. And she says the same thing happened with the other hard seltzer she's tried over the years until she realized the problem is the drink itself. She said that unlike other flavored alcoholic beverages, such as Mike's Hard Lemonade, Hard Seltzer, doesn't use sugar to hide the taste of the cheap alcohol used, which is what Kathy was talking about, which is usually from malt or fermented sugar. It stinks! She explains that when they uh, when the drinks start to warm, even just a little, there's nothing to cover the taste of the That's cheap. Right, it stinks! The cheap alcohol. So. Yeah, I don't really, I don't like any of those. But I, you know what? I love the carbonation. So like, even if I had a margarita, I like just to top it off with like some club soda. So that's why I do like some of those tickles my nose in a, in a can like that i like the i enjoy the carbonation i think all right um so but uh carbonation cat do you drink regular uh seltzer waters like uh the, the Lacroix or no i'm not okay no. because it has I wanted, to have alcohol in it i wanted to say uh <laughs> does this have alcohol that we used to be a Lacroix family now we're a polar family if you guys have not done the polar seltzers uh that is their a thousand times better than well, LaCroix. I am a still water kind of guy. I'm not a seltzer water kind of guy. I grab whatever. I yeah. don't care. I do Poland Spring. They'll do yeah. the Wegmans or Acme Brand or anybody. So right, the Polar it, Man. Just, all right. Uh, by the way, Marissa had said that she sent me a note that said, Northeast Philly is the biggest market for twisted tea in the country. Wow. And many bars have it on tap. Did not know that. Oh. Interesting. I hear all these things. I don't, I don't obviously drink it myself, yeah. but I'm. I. I it's, it, you're right. It's interesting to see how the trends yeah. come and go. That's how my dad like to start his his morning with a nice <laughs> twisted tea as he right. worked on his homily. Oh, that was great. <laughs> all right. So Wait, he didn't hit the button. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. Mm, a little jumpy. Order up. Oh, okay. All right. So I was I was looking. At, I'm like, what is this? This is the second half of another story. Oh. All right. Anyhow. Uh, all right. This is the last one. We'll end on this one. Uh, there is an art collective called Mischief, M-S-C-H-F, and they have found a quirky way for the hungry to eat the rich. This week, they announced a line of popsicles inspired by and poking fun at billionaires like Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, and Bill Gates. A website for the popsicles encourages you to munch Musk, bite Bezos, and gobble Gates. <laughs> and the pops also come in Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Ma varieties. I've only seen, I only saw the Zuckerberg one. Yes, which is pretty funny. They're pretty yeah, damn yeah. funny. All right, we're looking, we have the full, <laughs> we have the full array of yeah. them. And the, oh the popsicles are, are a caricature right. of each one oh of my those God, I love this. billionaires. Isn't that great? We need these. Yeah, unfortunately, you can only get them in uh, Los Angeles and New York City, right? No, like, we need that. Preston and Steve Pops. I was thinking the same oh. thing. And I'd be easy to do. You would, you, yeah. you, yes, it would work. That would be great. Uh, so it's unclear what the rich taste like, but based <laughs> on a disclaimer on the Mischief website that states that the popsicles contain milk, it's safe to say that they are a combination of ice cream and bubblegum eyes. So maybe they're not popsicles. Maybe they're just what you call novelties, but they're made of ice cream. A popsicle is usually an ice base. I saw people tasting them. They had, a, I guess, a a, a, a food truck that yep. was dispensing them, and uh, they were getting thumbs up. People particularly loved the Jeff Bezos. Um, and they're expensive, too. They're $10. Oh, wow. For Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos. What the hell? Uh, so that's how much <laughs> one of the Yeah, right? Ten bucks a little pricey. All right, that's it. Orders are up and in and out. And that's all we have time for in the Connoisseur segments. 
So I appreciate you stopping by for it this morning. With that, let's uh, cleanse the palate with some beer. Because hey. I've got a case of Victory Summer Love to give away. And we'll take caller number 16, who is at least 21 years of age, at 215-263-WMMR. Don't forget, Victory Summer Love. The aroma starts with bright citrus notes, drift into a tropical fruit character, and finishes with a touch of apricot. And with this smooth, crushable body, it's always craving one more sip. And it's inevitable. So let's take your 16th caller, and we'll set you up with that. 215-263-WMMR is the number. We're coming back with the Bizarre File, so hang in there. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an Internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. It's kind of self-explanatory after that. Football is back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2023 Eagle season tickets. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Hey, before we officially welcome in Friday with our uh, froggy song, uh, can I do a couple quick short Yeah, talks? let's do it. Uh, I got this one. It says, hey, Preston Bo, my name is Michael Wright, and my wife's name is Robin. She had she had been uh, diagnosed with stage three colon uh, rectal cancer and lymphoma in January, and on May fourth, she finished her radiation and chemo treatments and rang the bell. Oh. She had an MRI done last week, and we were were read the results yesterday. And after seven months of battling, I'm very happy to say that my wife is cancer free. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, both huge fans of the show. Met you and Steve at the MM barbecue, and that alone made her very happy to get out of the day. Uh, to wait to to get out for the day. And meeting the both of you is definitely a highlight. Can you please give my wife a huge shout-out uh, for beating this awful disease? That would mean the world to her. Thank you guys uh, for bringing some kind some kind of happiness to her when she was going through the hell of battling cancer. Uh, thank you, Michael Wright. And he said, I need you to stop talking. <laughs> so a shart, I if need you, you to stop talking. A shart, please, if you would. And congratulations. That's awesome. That's, That's fantastic. Great. Here's another one. Uh, says, Santa's got to go. Uh, my, he said... Uh, this is from Brian F. Uh, so it says, uh, hey, Preston, Steve, my wife's birthday is Friday, July 15th. My son beat me to this last year. She was thrilled about it. Uh, this is her husband, Brian, requesting. I know you all know her. Uh, Elena is from Wegmans and previously Gennardi's. Oh, yeah, I love Elena. Uh, saying that she is a big fan of her show is the biggest understatement. <laughs> uh, she listens every day, whether live or on the podcast. Hoping you guys can hook her up again with a shout out for her birthday. Oh, she's so sweet. She came to the blood drive at Out at Oaks, and uh, I hadn't seen her for a few years, and it was great to see her again. <laughs> there's a shard for you. So she works at both Wegmans and Gennardi's? She started at Gennardi's. Uh, I don't know if Gennardi's exists anymore. Gennardi's around anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Can you freelance? Uh, and then she now she's at the, at the Wegmans. Uh, right. One last one says, hey guys, can you do a big shout out for my dad who has been listening to you guys since uh you could see you in person uh he li- me in person all the time he listens every day when i'm with him and we listen to guy we love the weird stories on the bizarre file so can you do a big wet one please thank you and that is from uh brennan bledsoe so here you go sure i read them as they're written listen folks. that's all you need to do you can bang the message uh and then another one i missed was since a birthday uh is short off for his wife brie uh, July 13th, and he said, I've been a listener since the PMS days back in high school. It's 
our first year together as a married couple, and she is originally from North Jersey, but I introduced her to you guys, wow. and she's been hooked ever since, and we always talk over dinner. Did you hear what you hear on Preston? <laughs> did you hear? Do Did you hear on President Steve today? All right. It would mean the world to her. Thank you for everything, and that's from Pat Atwell. Uh, so there's a chart for you, too. All right. Now we got to do the beat follow. Yeah. Here we go. Oh, no. We got to do Froggy. Yeah. What am I doing? Here we go. That the studio version reminds me a little bit in the vocals of um, Cherry Bomb from yeah. uh, The Runaways. Yeah, yeah. you get that Very a little similar. bit. Yeah, I love yeah, it. Absolutely. Thank you, Froggy. Oh, my WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you by the Valley Forge Tourism and Convention Board. Celebrate Crave Montco Month this July. You can enjoy discounts, free cocktails, and special menus. Visit Crave Montco Month. Dot com for details. All right, I got some good stories for you today. A helicopter crashed onto a 19-year-old driving a tractor in Cherry Orchard in a cherry orchard in Washington. Uh, firefighters responded to the records. The helicopter had flown into high-voltage power lines before falling on the man on the tractor. He was okay. Then How? Both machines burst into flames from the crash. Logan Schneider is his name was on the tractor. He heard something uh, loud above him despite his noise-canceling headphones. He said, I look up and I see the helicopter hit the power line. Jesus. And then it comes what? crashing down and it hit me on the tractor and pinned me against the steering wheel. Wow. He freed himself from the tractor, heard the pilot screaming where he was trapped in the helicopter. He said, I looked and I saw him upside down hanging and fire was everywhere. Schneider ended up freeing the 39-year-old pilot as the helicopter became engulfed in flames. He saved his life. Jeez. Uh, both Schneider and the pilot were taken to the hospital, and he had said, I am lucky to be alive. Yeah, he seems really lucky. So that's uh, that's pretty amazing that they both survived that, and God. he saved the guy's life. Wow. All right, this guy's life was not saved. A man died after drinking an entire bottle of Jägermeister oh. in just two minutes Oh, God. To win a $10 bet no. at a South African liquor store. What the hell would you do that? A uh, local resident drank the whole bottle of the 35% spirit before collapsing. He visited the store and took part in the challenge to see who could drink a bottle the fastest. After falling to the ground, the man was rushed to the hospital where he was pronounced dead. There's no way the, the company's going to use that in an ad, right? I don't think yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, an inquest... <laughs> Jägermeister, it'll kill you. Uh, an inquest has now been opened into his death. Footage shared online shows people cheering and clapping as yay, he yay. down the German spirit. After finishing, he was seeing swaying side to side, propped up by a friend. Uh, a spokesperson from the police said, we've opened a case... Of inquest following the incident of apparent misuse of alcohol. So that's just, he, he just killed you. He just drank poison, essentially. Yeah, but people don't really, that is, that's what alcohol. Yeah, listen, pretty much. That's what's happening there. So if, yeah. you, if you go to excess, you will die. Yep. 
All right. I'm not this, the first one to think that up. This could be my favorite story of the day. A retired vicar has been put on the sex offenders list in England uh, after he was caught getting intimate with a Hoover vacuum cleaner. Vicar, that is absolutely inappropriate. John Jeffs, who is 74... To molest your Roomba. 74 years old, was wearing... And, and by the way, this vacuum cleaner is called a Henry Hoover. Oh, yeah. And so it looks like a, a face, which oh. is kind of funny. Oh, yeah. So John Jeffs, 74 years old... Ready to go for a romp, Henry? Wearing just a pair of ladies' stockings oh, and geez. the vacuum's nozzle. <laughs> and he's the vicar. Which he was... Thr- he's a former vicar. Oh. He was thrusting into it when he was caught by a churchgoer who was attending a talk about Asperger syndrome. All right. Uh, which attachment was he using? I don't know. So they described how he was standing between two dark chairs, thrusting into <laughs> Henry Hoover at the Baptist Center in Middleton, Cheney, Northamptonshire. Like that, Henry, don't you? Uh, they said that even uh, though... Not naughty bitch. Even though he saw them, Jeff's continued pushing his groin towards the Henry, famous for its relentless and powerful suction. No, right, don't move. I want the toaster to watch. He appeared at the... <laughs> Oh, you're a cut. Absolutely. I didn't know yeah. that. Uh, so he appeared at the magistrate's court yesterday where he tried to deny what he had done. He said, uh, finding him guilty, a magistrate said, why you thought it best to bring this matter to trial? I have no idea. He told police that he did it because he felt, quote, naughty. As well as having to sign the sex offenders register, he was ordered to pay about $1,000 in cost. He also must give uh, $300 in compensation to the victim who witnessed the sex act. Were I inspired to do this, and I am not, I would probably use that attachment that is round, that has sort of the light brush. Yes. Uh, His defense lawyer said Jeff's was like uh, was uh, still coming to terms with this loss with the loss of his wife at a young age. Uh, So might as well get a Hummer from the vacuum cleaner. (laughs) There's the thought process. He doesn't understand. You know, I lost my wife at a young age, and that's why I rape my appliances. And it was, <laughs> he was perfectly clear. He said he was in a lot of pain because he was uh, uh, ignoring his health, and his diabetes was not medicated. Yes, I'm not taking my medication. That's why I had bud sex with the toaster oven. <laughs> <laughs> there is a disconnect here in this line of thinking. All right, this is an amazing story. A man has been rescued in Greece after surviving 18 hours adrift at sea by clinging on to a small inflatable beach ball. Oh, and not wow. like a full-size no, one. A one that's one, yeah. like smaller than like a volleyball, right. like around that size. He was sitting on it, right? Uh, I don't know if he was sitting on it or not. So the tourist known as Ivan was one of the three men swept out to sea by a powerful current off of the coast of uh, Mighty Beach in Cassandra, Greece. Friends raised the alarm of the Greek Coast Guard after he disappeared, but Ivan was declared lost at sea when they were unable to find him. Astonishingly, he was able to stay afloat thanks to a small ball that drifted towards him. That's a, well, Wilson. Totally, yeah. yeah. He, he clung onto the ball for the next 18 hours until the Greek Air Force helicopter spotted him. He was pulled from the water, as still clutching onto the ball that had helped save his life. Anything that provides you a modicum of buoyancy. They actually even teach you how to use... Your pants? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, to do some sort of flotation device. Yep. We taught, uh, learned that in the scouts. Right. You hear that they knew where the ball came from, that they tracked that down? Yeah, but, so the ball yeah. belonged to these brothers, Typhon, uh, who's 11, and Thanos, oh, man. who was 6. Uh, the, the, the blip? Yeah, who had lost their toy 10 days earlier while they were playing on the beach, and it was swept away by the tides. Luckily for Ivan, the ball was pulled by sea currents into his path some 80 miles away from the island. Uh, He later 
uh, told local media Where's my ball? Uh, that the ball, although only half inflated, was the reason he survived. Uh, the two boys' mother spotted the story on Greek television and came forward after recognizing their son's toy. Oh, that yeah. is astonishing. But as of uh, July 13th, uh, Ivan's friend Martin, uh, who was also swept out to sea at the same time, remains missing. So uh, they have a feeling that he is probably gone. But it's unbelievable. Shot. This guy was able to hold on to this for 18 hours. Just this small boat. Could you imagine? Kept him afloat. Have, no. you, ever been in the, have you ever been in the water t- oh. evening or even at nighttime? Or, or even just away if, if you're in an open body of yeah. water. Without a flotation device and diving into water and swimming away for a little bit, yeah. it is an uncomfortable Terrifying. Feeling. You know, when, when you when you have no idea how deep that is. What's the movie? Um, my wife refuses to watch it. Uh, it's about the dive. It's based on a series of true stories. Yeah. They come up from a dive, oh, yeah. and their their boat is gone. Yep, oh, yeah. and I know what you're talking yeah. about. And well, it's open water? Yeah. Open water. Yeah, open water, yeah. yeah I don't want to watch that either. Yeah. Because eventually sharks start to, to, uh, yeah. to come after them, yeah. But uh, it's pretty scary stuff out That's there. That's why you should always swim with hand grenades. Probably a yeah. good idea. All right, and that is what I have in the Bizarre File for you. Uh, so Dave & Buster's is yes. here with us this morning. They came by for a meet and That means we have gift cards giveaway. Love Dave & Buster's. $50 gift card for caller number 12 at 215-263-WMMR. You know, it is hot outside, but at 19106, it's always cool. at The great indoors at Dave & Buster's, you can come by Try one of their new summer cocktails, including the Blood Orange Paloma, mm. yummy, and Spiked Black Cherry Limeade. Uh, so we're going to remind you of everything that's going on. They brought all kinds of great stuff. They brought uh, barbecue chicken flatbread and taco burgers and Southern Cobb salad wraps. Food is great at Dave & Buster's. Oh, we should do another event at Dave & Buster's. I agree. We've done a few. They were always fun. 215-263-WMMR. Let's take the caller now and set you up. We'll have more to give away through the course of the program when we get back. Uh, comedian Kyle Kinane, who's going to be at Healing, is stopping in this morning. We'll be right back. MMR rocks the Black Keys. Live Saturday, July 30th at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. And all this weekend, not only have we got your shot at free tickets, but also MMR Soundcheck Party Passes. Just listen for your faves from Dan and Patrick every hour this weekend. And your chance to be part of this exclusive intimate audience pre-show with the Black Keys. Tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster. 93.3 WMMR and the Black Keys. Everything that rocks. Nice to see our next guest back in Philadelphia. He will be performing at Helium Comedy Club uh, tonight and tomorrow. Their show's at 7.30 and 10 p.m. Both nights, the... Well, tomorrow's 7.30 show is sold out. How, How about, about that? that? Uh, tickets at HeliumComedy.com. Gang, this is Kyle Kinane. Oh. Nice to see you, sir. Yeah, good to see you guys. I like this uh, this morning spread you got here. It's good <laughs> to have food. AM nachos. When All right. Yeah. 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 Why, man? Not? Why not? We're, we're used to eating things for dinner for breakfast. Well, so am I, but it's because it's been sitting out for 12 hours. <laughs> so the fact is, I'm like, this smells good. What's going on? Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, it used to be the king of that. Just leave something out all night and pick right back up the next day eating it. Oh, yeah. I was, I was like, How, this, I don't know if this Dave and Buster's will taste the same if I haven't uh, just held a bunch of ski balls first before <laughs> eating, before then touching the buns. Nice. You know what, though? There are, there are things that, that actually, I think, benefit from a night out on the kitchen table. 
table. I'll hold pizza up in that realm, too. I think if, if pizza, you know, various flappers. You know what? Uh, po- various pastas, too. <laughs> pastas? Yeah, yeah you're gonna go, absolutely. You're going to go elbows deep, yeah, deep in some spaghetti sure. that's been sitting out there. In the- <laughs> We've talked about eating cold cans of, uh, uh, was, uh, what person, the uh, ravioli? Oh, like oh. spaghetti yeah. Like yeah. right out of the can. Oh, like hobo yeah. style. I, one, of, one, of my, one of my last day jobs, I, my, I, was, a shi- I was shipping and receiving, but my office was also the... Uh, the break room for the uh, (laughs) small music place I worked at. And I would eat, I would just open a can of SpaghettiOs and eat it right oh, out of the tin right? can. Oh, right. Some people are just disgusted by that. I think well, it's totally fine. Yeah, well, I mean, it's because you see people that hang out of boxcars eating the same way. <laughs> right. yes. And I would eat it like that. And some guy's like, the microwave's there. Why don't you microwave it? I just remember being so bummed out. I was like, what's the point? By like, way, yes. Do you ever see those guys who ride the rails looking particularly emaciated? No, they, they always seem like they got a gut on them. It's yeah, like, I think that's more that distended, I'm starving kind of belly. Right. <laughs> Whatever, it looks good. But uh, it's good to have you back. It's been a while since we've had you in the studio. It's years, right? It has been. I've I've been back and forth through Philly, but it's been a minute since I've been at Helium. So we're back. We're doing it. We're having fun. You've been a busy dude, you know, doing all the research on you. uh, And, you know, obviously you have have a love of music and you you are an unabashed um, uh, punk fan. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious, and I you're the, probably the, the the best person to ask for this. There's that series on Hulu called Pistols about the Sex Pistols. I did just watch that. Yeah. It's pretty damn good, isn't it? What'd you think of it? Well, it's I, I, as a TV show, I was interested in it yeah. because I'm like, okay, if this is a story about uh, you know the Sex Pistols, the earliest days, yeah, 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 and uh, Steve Jones and Johnny Rotten's relationship. I'm like. I wonder how much is romanced from the past. Yeah, I was because having that conversation as well. Because you, 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 there are conversations you cannot know what the gist of a conversation was that's depicted, and that's part of a, any narrative, right? Yeah. Or think about, uh, not to shortchange and not to say, think about like the best time of your life and how you would retell that time to <laughs> yeah. somebody now. Yeah. Like, oh, man, when I was 16, all oh, the colors were brighter, the sounds were crisper, everybody was prettier with more hair, you know? <laughs> right, right, yeah. So I wonder if, like, if it was really that that adventurous and such. But it's still a fun watch. It is. It's yeah. still a hip, fun watch. What's your, what's your favorite in, in the realm of music What's your uh, and rock? Which, what movie is stands out to you uh, as a good depiction of the band? Or, or at least captures the flavor? You know, okay, I'm going to... Change your question into By all books. Means. I've been laughing at how much uh, over the pandemic. I've read a lot of rock autobiographies, yeah. which is a weird feeling to like read more but get dumber while you're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you'd be like, "Oh, I just crushed 300 pages. Why do I? Why can't I remember my social security number?" Like, "Oh, because that was Tommy Lee's The Heroin Diary." <laughs> And I like that because those books, like I'm, I'm obsessed, like Sunset Strip and the, like I, that that scene. And I like I read Lemmy's autobiography. What'd you think? I thought it was great because Lemmy seems like the most was actually far more of a woke person than you realize right, that he right. might, Lemmy might be. But he had some it's some things like I don't understand racism. Sure, Koreans can be a little bit, little bit lippy, but what's the, why would you hate him for that? I'm like, all right, well, let me. That sounds like Lemmy. Oh, okay. You got to the point by also ignoring the point. And that was the beauty of Lemmy and Motorhead. That's why he's not a pundit on the Sunday morning show. Yeah, but should be. But, should but I be. would say should be because he speaks in a way people understand. It's a good point, though. There's something about rock documentaries, rock autobiographies, and, and, and you know, so I, both President and I made the jump a while ago and finally started saying, okay, 
Audiobooks. An audiobook. Okay. Because I says, you're not really reading. But you know what? I, I realized how much I was missing out on because yep. I just didn't have the time. Mm-hmm. So when you get them, when you get the artists themselves reading the book, it's it's kind of wild. Oh, uh, well, yeah, you could tell Nikki Six wrote his book. <laughs> right. Because, like, the chapters will start like, bro, so listen. <laughs> that's, that's not how books work, Nicholas. <laughs> I find myself getting so bad at his grammar, yeah. I'd call him Nicholas Sickless in my head. <laughs> in my head, that's his full name, and he's Greek. But uh, <laughs> he, you know what though? He's always a great interview. He's always yeah. like he's always he just he there, there's there's no there's there's nothing holding his tongue back from you know saying exactly what's on his mind. So. Yeah, I don't think anybody in Motley Crue is known for their modesty. Did you see Pam and Tommy? Did you watch? This, I did this watch that. I thought that was kind of turned up to be a little bit. Like the villains are going to be obvious villains. Right, right, I think yeah. like there's maybe more. D- dare I say maybe Tommy Lee deserved more nuance? <laughs> yeah. but, uh, I thought the performance was really really yeah. solid though. I mean I think everybody kind of and everyone sort of got. Um, I because I remember when that. Do you remember how would a m- major sort of almost we didn't maybe didn't realize it at the time, but the tectonic shift that took place and they they address it in this in the miniseries where she says, Oh, hundreds of people are gonna see this, not realizing it's millions upon uh-huh. millions. Uh that was the beginning of all this. That was the flashpoint. Yeah, that was yeah, him saying, yeah. Oh, wait, well it's just a website, not anybody with this <laughs> internet connection can see something. Right, right. I liked how the scandal became a news story. You know, that there was the the part of the show where they mm. the, the reporter had to pitch it at the LA Times, like this is actual news because people are talking about it and it's sort of Changed oh, the, they were the, going to bypass it. Yeah, they yeah. were going to completely escape it, and and so it, it sort of became like it's not just gossip anymore. This is, and there are reasons why this is a news story. It's not just two people having sex on camera. Yeah, yeah, the, the implications of it, and then how that got monetized by the Kardashians. Yeah, it's like, well, look, let's look at the traffic that this <laughs> right? got, and what a great commercial for our potential. Uh, Overtaking of whatever we want to take on in this world is like, well, let's sacrifice one of my kids to the sex tape gods, but for the wealth of the family. It's like right. throwing a virgin in the volcano, but also the opposite of that. You, you just nailed it. That's, that's his, his throwing someone in the volcano is is, a, is marketing your own daughter's sex tape for the family oh benefit. Yeah. Yeah. Which you know what? what? Poor Ray J. What did he get out of all this? What did he get? Honestly. Did he? He had his own. He had yeah. his own reality shows. Yeah, yeah I know. But is he? he now? <laughs> but he's, he's not. He's not. We're not talking Kardashian money. But, but he's like, doing that's that. the thing. Like everybody else that has touched the Kardashian world, uh, it, it, are they're they're all billionaires. That's and then Ray J's like, yeah. <laughs> 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 that's for sure. It's like radiation poisoning from Three Mile Island. Well, I don't know. I was only like twenty miles away when it melted down. Am I okay? <laughs> Uh, so you, uh, it's what we, we love about your, your, your humor and, uh, just your general approach, you're, you're a learned man, but you also embrace the simpler things in life. And I was not aware, and this came up in one of our prep sheets, you're a massive fan of the Shania Twain song, Man, I Feel Like a Woman. Would you explain your, explain your adoration for the song? Uh, do, I mean, do I have to explain <laughs> it? Have you heard the song? No, we, we play it often, yeah. It just... Gets me going. <laughs> I mean, and I, I think it's like in the... There you go. Right there. Yeah. Let's go, girls. I'll light the set on fire. I'll light the space on fire. I'll throw a chair through the window. <laughs> Let's go, girls is universal. Yeah. <laughs> 
Do you want me to talk? Because I'll just let you play. I'll just let you play the whole song. Isn't this guitar riff? Casey, see if we have Uncle Salty Uh, from uh, Aerosmith. I think that's the song. You think it's similar? It's pretty damn close. Yeah, see if we have that in the the system. So should I? Marissa will find it. Shania's big thing was that, wasn't she, um, um, she had kind of like a jewel story, like she was... Mm-hmm. Kind of raised herself, and right that was oh, a lot of the, the mythos that was attached to Shania Twain. But she always had the belly shirts. I well, that, that was, was controversial when she yeah. was first coming up. Yeah, right, right, right. Her, yeah. Her yeah, tummy. Well, was that with like a like like taking the Britney Spears image? I, that was like a very uh, a short window of time. Yeah, in yeah. the nineties where. You know, didn't have an internet connection. Couldn't get forced into just uh, just raw, unadulterated nudity <laughs> right. of everybody in the internet. And I would come home from work. I lived with my parents. I'd come home from work at lunch, and for some reason, CMT just started. Country music television. Yeah, uh-huh. and it was just videos. And I was like, and it's this is mid nineties. I'm in the height of like. I got green hair, and I'm going to every punk show I can on the weekends. So it was even more taboo that at lunch at my parents' house, I was secretly watching. Like, oh, I'll pause on country music. Oh, Shania Twain, that's a good looking woman. And then the song was even more forbidden. Yeah. It was like, oh, it's a pop country song, and you can't like that. And it's, man, I feel like a woman. So it's like a, like a feminist anthem of pop country. I'm like, I can't tell anybody. Yeah. But this is the greatest song I've ever heard in my life. Uh, how, would it, how would it have devastated your image had it gotten out at that time that you were a, a Shania Twain fan? I, I probably... I probably projected more of what I thought would, you know, because you, you, whatever, how old are you? If you're 18 or right. something and you're, you're like, what you're perceived as is your identity. Yeah, totally. And I just want. I, I would say there, there have been there have been times throughout my life where I've had songs I've been embarrassed that I, I just did not want to admit to people I love. But the guy mm-hmm. sitting next to me never is embarrassed to admit the music that he likes. No, Casey has never cared. Uh-uh. And and it doesn't matter if it's I feel like a woman or whatever. It's got to be liberating. Yeah. You let people know. It, so one you, of the, and you try to get people to love those songs, too. One of the greatest songs ever written and sung and performed is The Climb by Hannah Montana. I mean, <laughs> it is it is a beautiful song. It's a beautiful message. I don't necessarily know if she wow. wrote we, the We words, do mean Miley Cyrus, yeah? Well, Hannah Montana yeah. is actually who's... Because it's in... It's it's on From my the show. It's, it's on it's no, a, the movie. It's a Chris Gaines, uh-huh. right, 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 Brooks right, right, kind right, of right, situation right, over there. Right. But the artist, I believe, when I pull it up on my iTunes, it comes up as Hannah Montana and not Miley Cyrus. It's a character, though. yeah. yeah. Well, I know. I but I like I, that you say artist without putting air quotes. Up. <laughs> <laughs> well, the artist listed on, on Spotify. Is uh-huh. I, I have Uncle Salty. If we want to hear, I, I uh, think this is the song. It sounds like uh, I feel like. Doesn't sound anything like it. No. Hang on. Here it comes. At, when the words come out, all right, Marissa sang the lyrics in. It sounded a little bit more like it. Hang on a second. Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me feel like I uh, wish you would switch back to Shania Twain. <laughs> yes, hit it, Case. Hit it. Hit it. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let's go, Kyle. Let's... <laughs> <laughs> but that is okay, yeah. So How do you not get on. tuned up with this song? Yeah, listen, we, if I was a boxer, this is what I was <laughs> <doing>. <laughs> 
getting into the ring. Come out to this, it'd be great. Yeah. That's she awesome. just got yeah. what? Owen 37, Kyle Kinane, <laughs> coming back to the ring. What's his secret? Uh, she just got in. Was she let? Legend status or something was just conferred upon her for with, the country with, music? Probably. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. doubt it. Well, here's, here's another bit of music that you appreciate and we have uh, a relationship with because uh, we do this summer concert festival mm. and we just had it a couple of months ago and Living Color was on the, oh, uh, man. On the bill. So good. And it was several, it was several years ago, we do this uh, charity event. It's called the Camp Out for Hunger. We broadcast live in this area for a week. We, have, uh, we put on a show on location for the entire week. And we had Living Color come out, mm. and uh, Corey, didn't know what we were going to get. We didn't know what we were going to get. Yeah. Corey Glover mm. vocally just blew us yeah. away. And then you have Vernon, who's his unbelievable guitarist, on top uh, of it. They they were just incredible. And we yeah. know you love the band. Absolutely. I, that was an early lesson. I'm, I'm 45, so if I, if my dates are incorrect, about like I remember that coming out and it being. Like, I thought whatever Vernon Reed did to a guitar in that song should have been illegal. Right. Like, it was like, what did you... He was you, hurting it. Like, what did you do to get the sounds out of this? Did you kidnap the guitar's children? Right. <laughs> did they tell the guitar that it would have to do this in order to uh, see its family again? But I, just, I also love how it broke these stereotypes. Because it was... There was not a lot of black people represented in uh, rock, let alone, like, heavy metal music. Right. And it was like, well, but Living Color has the heaviest riffs out right now. Right. And then I just remember, like, you hear stereotypes and you don't even know what they're based in. Yeah. When you're, like, just, because you just heard old jokes from old people in your family. And it's like, like that black people don't like swimming. And then Living Color was in body glove wetsuit. Yeah. <laughs> they're ready to hit the waves right now. And they're heavier than any of the white metal bands. So what are these stereotypes yeah. people are talking about? They don't make any sense to me. That's very Lemmy of you right there. I, you know, I, I've tried, it's, it, it doesn't sound like I'm saying the right thing, uh, but I know in my heart the, the, the feeling is correct. I'm Context so, matters. Yeah, I'm, I'm sensing a new podcast here. Lemmy and Kyle, yeah. yeah. Do He's you, dead, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah. Do you get out? Do you go to concerts much anymore, or do you have the time to do that? Or I still, uh, when I can't, I moved up to Portland. Now it was weird. Like for the music that I like, living in LA, I think a lot of bands would skip over LA because it was kind of like, well, this, this is like, what's the hot thing now? But it used to be it. Yeah, it yeah, used to yeah. be the place. Yeah, if you're, but you have to be the hottest thing now. And I actually, yeah. I'm still trying to see bands that I liked 25 years ago. I'm like, right. Well, we could either play like a really great show up in Santa Barbara or down in San Diego, right? Or we could play to. Fifty people, <laughs> yeah, in LA. Yeah. Did you ever see a band that? Because uh, th- that's kind of the joy. A lot of the w- this has always been an act at rock station WMMR, and and then we you know have been involved with alternative stations too. But when you see a band in a small venue, and then you're like, these guys are gonna go someplace, and then they they eventually do. Did you? Because I assume as a rock aficionado. You've yeah. caught a show. Did you ever see a band that you said in its embryonic stage, this is going to be something, and they did become something? I saw, I remember seeing Sublime, original Sublime, with right. about maybe 150 people there. And it was right before Bradley had passed away, and it was like, oh, he died from drugs. I'm like, I, I could have told you that. I saw the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No yeah. disrespect to the dead. I'm like, do the drugs after the show. Yeah. Right. You right. don't even know you're here right now. Wow. Didn't, didn't the record come out after and he passed? After, it was after posthumous. That, the yeah. one with Santeria that really blew him yeah. up. But yeah. I, yeah, I'd heard like 40 Ounce to Freedom, and we went wow. and saw them. And then I'm not, now I'm trying to think, because, God, my memory is just 
retired on me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, with, I, like, I don't know, the last two years or everything, but my memory's like, ah, what were you? It's like I just uh, just threw away a hard drive. <laughs> I'm like, what? I don't even know what's on here. Therefore, I'm never going to care. I'm never going to access it. Okay, so. You know how you're back having conversations, Kyle? You need yeah. that hard drive. So people have questions. I couldn't remember the name of a street, and I was in a conversation, and then I passed over the street, like, I don't even know, like three days later, and I was like, God damn it, it's Waterloo. And, yeah. right? I'm like, and, and Waterloo like, I, has historical significance. Too. But I'm, I'm with my song. But I'm with my son. I go, it's Waterloo. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, nothing. But, uh, <laughs> and I can't even remember who I was talking to, and I couldn't remember the name of the damn street. But, uh, like, I, I'm with you. And I, I got two years on you, and I'm like, oh, man. But, but percentage wise, they say, they say that I guess if you take the aggregate collection of our what we believe to be our memories the substantial part of those memories are not accurate i, I like that you use the word aggregate that i also have to try and remember what it means <laughs> oh, um, man. right really throwing me under the bus with your word of the day stuff over here bud but you know you know what i'm saying like and that, that's kind of freaky to realize a lot of what you yeah. believe you've recalled right is not Really, yeah. what happened? Uh, you, to your point oh, earlier, oh, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you you remember the best of the worst. You remember yeah. uh, again, like the Sex Pistols. Exactly, show. you're yeah. remembering something, a condensed version, to make sense to you. Right. right. I walked around for years with like my brain will like remix two songs. It's funny. It happened this morning where I'm like, oh, I, I sing the chorus of this song, <laughs> and then it goes into the last half of like Little Drummer Boy, yeah. just because that's the the mental fusion I've made. Right. And it drives me nuts. <laughs> right. I had um, do you know this song Aaliyah or Aaliyah sure. by yeah. Donny Iris? Great song. Yeah. 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 I never heard that song, what? but I must have. <laughs> Because I just had the chorus in my head for years. I didn't know who Donny Iris was. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what that song was. And it's the same thing that happened to you. I was in a bathroom. Really? Like at a restaurant going pee and that song was on. And I just was like, ha ha! Donny Iris! <laughs> Were the guys next to you at the urinal? I was before they, even weirder, it was just a onesie. It was just like the, the one-off. And so I just had a, a just a big old come-to-Jesus moment alone in like an Italian restaurant bathroom by myself. I don't like, know this oh, song. Oh, must the Choli never tasted better. Anymore. Do we have the song? Check it. Do we have the song? Access to it's a great the song. song. The system. Uh, it, it, Donny that's, Iris? Donny Iris, yeah, you'll find it. That's where the, um, like, initially uh, when Shazam, the app Shazam came out I as a song identifier, yeah. to, to use it all the time, right? Uh, initially, because it's like, oh, what is this? Because, you you know, there, there's a voluminous amount of stuff. Even, for example, I've been listening to Led Zeppelin. We talk about this all the time on the show. We've been listening to Led Zeppelin forever. But the titles never have any correlation to the actual lyrics yeah. in the song. So I still don't know 90% of the Zeppelin titles with songs. Yeah. You know? I did that on purpose with my comedy albums. <laughs> I, yeah. did, I, I legit, yeah, my first one is, um, I think, Kiss Alive. I just took the track names. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that I took, which, I, I don't know. Now, my career's growing a little bit. I don't know if I should just say that. That's great. You know, you know, it's not like uh, Gene Simmons isn't litigious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so if you're looking for King of the Nighttime World by Kiss, you might stumble across the story about me having to take a dump in a bar and shit. That, that's great. That's never caused an issue? Uh, not yet. Right. <laughs> Which is also kind of a testament of like, I thought I would have gotten a little bit bigger at this point. That, that you were suable. Like, yeah, let, yeah, let me get Gene Simmons to sue me. We're going to play a little bit of Aaliyah for Casey. So All right. Okay, uh, okay. 
I'll be surprised if you've never heard this song. There's, those, there's the one section that was looped in my head. I'll yeah, it is. Flag it when it's... It's a great bass part in this song. It's a good song. is coming up here, so let's see if this kid... Casey's shaking his head. That's it. No. That's background vocals. That's what was stuck in your head? Here we go again. That's it. I would swear I never heard the rest of the song. No, I grew up at that song, and it, it mm-hmm. stands to reason it was on Midwest Records. I grew up in the Midwest. So. <laughs> oh, is that? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was the name of the record company. Man, I love a hard-rocking guy named Donnie Iris. Yeah. <laughs> Iris. So, wait, uh, yeah, because you grew up in Chicago. Preston grew up in St. Louis. You guys weren't far from each other. Yeah. Uh, and when did you end up moving out of Ch- the Chicago area? I left in 2003. Okay. to Los Angeles. All right. I left in 96. Okay. Yeah. How close did you become to? How close did you come to taking a more musical route in your life? Um, my uh, you had a band for a brief period, I, right? Yeah, I was in bands and stuff. Yeah, my skill level made it very clear. That I was <laughs> not going to be going very far. Uh-huh. It and hasn't you, held other people back. What yeah. instrument? <laughs> what instrument? Oh, you play? Uh, all of them, given okay. how bad I was. Yeah. I was like, ah, drums? Like We we would practice at my folks' house. So I'm like, ah, nobody's home. I'm going to play drums. And, you know, I'm the, you know, the, you know, Garth syndrome. I'm like, oh, I'm a pretty good drummer. And then one person watches you play, and you may yeah. as well just shove the sticks up your butt. <laughs> <laughs> Did it give you any practice being on stage? Was there any transition from uh, band to uh, comedian? It was because I was going to see all these bands in Chicago that were like, you know, there's like the different scenes, and I'm not gonna act like I'm well versed, but like, yeah. like L.A. had a just real divorced kid energy. Look at me, but I'm not really funny, but I'm just gonna be provocative, but it's not even that provocative. And so, and the New York East Coast seemed like kind of hard, like we're coming in here to mess things up, right? And Chicago, everybody's like. You guys came out on Friday. You guys want to have fun, right? Like, we're going to sing songs about, you know, taking down the man or what have you and fighting the city. But also, we're all very fun people. Like, everybody was hilarious. And I would do shows, like, and I'm like, oh, I'm starting comedy. They're like, just tell jokes between the songs like everybody else. Like, I was... Uh-huh. What, you, you, what time frame in rock... You know, I because uh, I love um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That that yeah. is a depiction of a, a of a time that to me just resonates. Like, oh, that is just awesome. Yeah. Because I, for about a year, we lived out around the time of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in Thousand Oaks. My father worked, you know, got a job with Diners Club, and, and I remember driving in those areas with the the family and seeing that it just resonated. This is where movies and rock yeah. comes from, and all that stuff. What what. What place and time for you as a rock aficionado is is the most vibrant in your memory? I or nostalgia. I think you know. I I missed the eighties part of Chicago that was you know as naked ray gun and and really establishing when all these little punk rock communities right. were coming up. And I started going to shows in early nineties, like okay, three, yeah. But it was the nostalgia for me was like going to all age, like five dollars going to all age <laughs> shows and stuff that's gone now. Some of it in a good way. We're talking about being, you know, not like 
being embarrassed in music. And now no, everybody likes everything. And yeah. I think that's good. I think it's good that you're not locked into this scene yeah. and denying, like, a 16-year-old isn't going to deny themselves a Shania Twain <laughs> or, like, a really good rap song because, like, well, I'm punk rock, so I can't listen to that. I put all those rules on myself. You're right. That was a big determinate. That was your yeah. identity in school was... And you you yeah. you stuck to your it was what you drew on your notebook it was what you mm-hmm. carved yeah, into what the desk shirt I'm right wearing. exactly mm-hmm. but I do miss the sense of discovery of like going to see a show and then afterwards everybody with their flyers and that's how you found out about the next show was just somebody went to Kinkos and is handing out flyers yeah. and they're like where's this like. <laughs> I don't know. It's just some kid's house. He said his mom's not home. Like, it's going to be a loud show. That's you, Preston. Preston uh-huh. was in a band called The Image. Yep. And uh, was, you toured around. You had the, uh, was, it a, a, was it a full bus or a? Uh... Yeah, we had a school bus. Yeah. A lot of school oh, yeah? bus. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, that's how I treat comedy now still. I'll be, yeah. You know, okay, I got a day off between, uh, you know, sometimes I'll tour like a band where I'm like, I'll just rent a car in one city. I'll be out for two weeks. And if I got a day off and I'm like, I didn't set up anything in. Santa Fe, New Mexico, but if somebody's hanging out and has a garage or something or knows of a coffee shop that they want to, I'll come to a show. Really? Yeah, really? there's no gear. There's no sound check. Oh. Uh, by the way, if you're just tuning in, it's uh, Kyle Kinane who's going to be at Helium Comedy Club uh, tonight and tomorrow. Tomorrow's 7.30 show is sold out. Speaking of, I wanted to ask you this before we wrap because we're going to have to in, in a couple of minutes, but I was reading when you were working on your show Trampoline in a Ditch. Mm. Uh, that you actually threw up on stage while recording it. Now, i got to hear the story about oh, that. Oh, no. <laughs> Is that true? I, no. Oh. No. <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm trying to think of what stories got crossed. <laughs> oh, I think I put in my bio on Twitter, I just said I threw up on TV once. Oh. Uh, I was on Drunk Histories. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me say, I was on Drunk History, I think. <laughs> Which episode? <laughs> what was it about? Oh, I think I did three of them. Oh, my God. The one uh, I remember is, is the Chicago, the, uh, Chicago, the labor. Um, a Market Ride Yes. Yeah. I yeah. didn't see that one. Uh, that one, I, uh, <laughs> people, I got a little offended. I think this is how professional wrestlers feel. Like, <laughs> it's all fake. I'm like, oh. You don't understand. No, dude. Yeah. I am an athlete and a performer simultaneously <laughs> when I'm on Drunk History. Those, those shows, that became our thing for a while. My family I just loved that show. It was right, still so what, informative. What were the other two uh, episodes? One was about a space mission, a Russian space space mission okay. that went awry, and then I think I did a third one. And you, <laughs> you were the can't, remember. I can't remember. You were the expert, or were you, yeah, because oh, that's who gets drunk is the person telling the story, right? Well, you, you work from a script. I mean, I don't yeah. know if you've oh. ever been around a drunk person and had to rely on them for anything, <laughs> let alone. Uh, time-sensitive TV show. I'm like, hey, we're losing light. we got to make sure we do So they have some bullet points for okay. you to follow. Okay. Uh, I, I'm, but how does it work? How how long are you drinking before they start shooting? Well, mm-hmm. they say, like, well, don't get started too early. I'm like, don't tell me. <laughs> don't are you going to tell drink. me when I shouldn't start drinking? <laughs> oh, boy, I'm this is going to backfire spectacularly. <laughs> <laughs> So I did a bottle of tequila, that first one, about oh, the day market, right? Are you I, kidding? I, oh. Yeah, you'll, if you watch it, there's a part of me where I'm losing my mind because I can't believe it was only 9 p.m. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was 3 a.m. drunk on tequila. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get to, because, listen, oh. you're, you're out of your mind and you're, and you're not you're not in your right mind. When it's all said and done, do you get to say, hey, I don't want that in there, you know? I I didn't mean to say that, or I you know. I, I think you can if okay. you watch 
the ones I'm in, you can see I did not exercise. You did not exercise. Right? Right. right. We used to do drunk yeah. day on our show here. Uh, we always did it right before the 4th of July, and, and I got hammered. Um, and then we got home. Uh, our intern drove me home. I was covered in um, ice, ice cream. cream. <laughs> the premise was it was <laughs> yeah. part of our... That was pe- a lot better than what I... Yeah. Like his whole... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. I was yeah. in a jock strap covered in chocolate ice cream. <laughs> and when I got home, Oof. my neighbors were out watering their flowers. <laughs> They're in their 80s. And I, in my... I go, call on a joke. Get your camera and come... And, and, and I yeah. went over to my neighbors and I had them hose me off in my jock strap. <laughs> And like, <laughs> I shouldn't have done that, you know. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it ended up being pretty funny. Yeah, I was gonna say, what if your neighbors are way freakier than you ever realized? Uh, that's why you should have done it. Now they keep calling me, man. No, what you Let's should this inside. What you shouldn't have done was rub your ice cream smeared bare ass on the window of Philadelphia Insurance downstairs while they were having a board meeting. <laughs> Damn near got us kicked out of this building. Yeah, Dude. you can't blame him. You can't Blame no, me. I can't. No, can't blame me. After yeah, God, you sons of bitches. <laughs> this is, we're, we're looking at video here. I'm, tr- I'm killing oh. Nick. You also I, almost drowned Nick. I almost drowned Nick. I'm so sorry about Look that, Nick. This. I was. It was fun. It was a fun day. It's, you know, but Kyle, I'm sure like while you, while you're in it, it's a blast, right? And then like there are, I don't know about for you, but for me and for Casey and for Kathy, maybe even for you, Preston, like there are moments where you look back and you're like, okay. I, I have regrets, I, and they're like this feeling in the pit of your stomach. Uh, happens and but it's it's all for entertainment, right? It's not just about like yeah. You're describing my whole life. <laughs> it, but it's I bet you while you were doing the drunk history episodes, like while you're actually doing them, it's probably a lot of fun, right? I would love to tell you that I remember what was happening. That first one, all I know is that the next day I woke up in my bed and because they, they came to my apartment to shoot it, mm-hmm. and everything was like. Put away, but a little bit different than I normally would have. <laughs> so they cleaned up for you. And I had no recollection that I wow. taped the show. Wow. That's got to be freaky. And I wasn't as hungover. Like, you know, you go to Vegas, they have the oxygen bars. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. What, what is this crock? You know, it worked. Because they have, they have to have a nurse. All movie shoots, film shoots, right. they have to have a nurse. And she gave me oxygen. Not like I was dying, but they're like, this will help with a hangover is having oxygen the night before. Pure wow. oxygen. I had already barfed. I'd already done all that. <laughs> um, and I'm like, well, I'll give it a shot. So I was like... Not physically hungover. Mentally, I didn't know what happened. I was just in my apartment like, something took place here. <laughs> <laughs> like alien abduction style. Like, right. Something happened last night, but I am not for certain. That's not the brand of paper towels that I normally use. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it was like Truman Show. Like, what? That's there was freaky. food in my yeah. fridge that I know I wouldn't normally have ordered. I'm like, they got it. There's a, like a Subway sandwich in here. I don't go to Subway. I'm a Jersey Mike's fellow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did, you did get Doug was high, right? You did the. Uh... Oh yeah, that's always a nightmare. That, no, I just. Can't but that's much. That's much easier, right? No, 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 no. I'll take alcohol. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I can't get stoned around that. That's just a uh, just a prison of my own paranoia. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then cameras are pointed at you. That's the other type of paranoia from media, media type things. Like wow, everything I say is being recorded. <laughs> Guys, be careful. There's devices in here. It's like, yeah, you're talking into a microphone right now. It's not a conspiracy. You agreed to do this. You're like uh, Gene Hackman in the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feeling under the table. Taking your hands apart. That's hilarious. Wow. Wow. Oh, is you and Tommy Chong? Yeah, he sprung that on me when I got... got, Getting dug with high with Tommy Chong? I got high, and he's like, oh, by the way, the guest today is Tommy Chong. So I was... 
so oh. like what's happening so then I just got as high as possible. It's like, hey, we're talking Easter today, and our guest is Jesus. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. Wow. Oh. Also, Tommy Chong is, he's, uh, yeah, he's in orbit, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he really is. Like, you know, Cheech, Cheech would be like, oh, Cheech from Cheech and Chong. But yeah. then he's on Celebrity Jeopardy just cleaning up. You're like, wow, two sides to Cheech. Right. One side of that Tommy Chong. <laughs> One side of that. <laughs> so Chong, Chong was the real. He lived the life. I'm oh, gonna, he's still living yeah, the life. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch that episode. Wow. All right, unfortunately, we got to wrap, Kyle. But it's great to see you, man. Thanks for coming by here Thanks today. Thanks for having me back, yeah. everybody. Grab some food from Dave and Buster's. By the way, Kyle. Kinane is uh, appearing at Helium Comedy Club. There are two shows tonight, 7.30 and 10 p.m. Tomorrow, uh, there's only one show because the 7.30 sold out, so you can get tickets for the 10 p.m. show if you go to heliumcomedy.com. Thank you for being here. Kyle Kinane. We'll take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us, friend. The Boss is back, baby. MMR rocks Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band Thursday, March 16th at Wells Fargo Center. It's one show only. MMR VIPs, we've got your shot to score tickets to the biggest show of 2023. Click contests at WMMR.com and enter for a free pair of tickets. Listen to Pierre's show Monday the 25th at noon. They'll pick a name out of our electronic hat and give you 10 minutes to call us back to claim your tickets. If you're asleep at the wheel and miss your shot, we'll pick another name to see Bruce with MMR. Tickets on sale Tuesday the 26th at 10 a.m. via WellsFargoCenterPhilly.com. 93.3 WMMR and Bruce Springsteen. Everything that rocks. Um, You know what we better do because we're on the cusp of a weekend is clean out the junk yeah. drawer. Yeah. So we better do that right about now. Don't we have a new drawer? We that better, one you know what? I got to figure out what where is that is. Hang on, I want to. I don't buy that as a drawer for a second. A, now we have a couple of drawers. Yeah, let me find that other drawer. It's it's hit. It's underneath the console somewhere over here. Uh, oh, sorry. I, I see what you're doing here. The image. It's, yeah, uh, the here, mind. go through the one junk drawer to look for the other drawer. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> I don't approve, but <laughs> I, I don't approve, but I know what you're saying. Yeah, uh, I know he's saying. Uh, don't worry about it. No, yeah, I, I'm I pressing. I am I so worried it. about it right now. Uh, here we go. Uh, I think you liked this one. I okay, think this is the one in. that you liked. Okay. Let's here, see. let's start all over again. All right, let me reach in, John George. Oh. From the beginning, everyone. I like that one better. Okay. That seems like a junk garage. I think there's silverware in there. I think it. I think yeah. that is silverware. Why? Is but the other one sounds too muffled. Yeah. Do we have another one? Yeah, this one is uh, papers. This is the paper drawer. That one's pretty good. It's not bad. That's better. Right. The other one might be like tools. And then this one is metal. Not utensils. That's where I keep my sheet metal. I like all three of these better than our combine them all. drawer. We could combine those, maybe. Yeah. We're not going to do that no, now. No. no. Right now, I found something. I found it. I found it. Here, wait. Let me... I had it. Ah, I got it. Okay. Um, Wordle... 
Apparently, Hasbro is partnering with the New York Times, and they are creating Wordle, the party game. Uh-huh. A new board game. Delivers classic Wordle gameplay, but now in an all-new way, according to the company's press release. Do they explain the rules? Uh, there's a couple different ways you can do it. So, according to Adam Beal, who is Hasbro's gaming senior vice president, he said what sparked our interest was how much fun people were having posting the results on social media. And that's when we knew that there was something special about it. So, Wordle the Party Game is one of uh, Hasbro's fastest launches. Beal said that it took the team less than a year to create it. Uh, the new title fits into the company's pop culture portfolio of games, including... Monopoly editions based on Bridgerton and Stranger Things. Uh, Hasbro is paying the Times a licensing fee uh, to use Wordle. I, now the guy that sold this in the New York Times is probably regretting. Uh, absolutely. He could have gotten a game out of it, too. Uh, Hasbro's gaming studio created many versions of the game before the landing on the one that is being released. Uh, Beal said, we start with what we're trying to achieve, uh, including being authentic to the Wordle experience as much as possible because we want to capture what got consumers really interested in the game. So pre-orders begin on Thursday ahead of the October 1st release. Uh, it's going to be available at Target, Amazon, Walmart, suggested price of around 20 bucks. So it probably has, if I may guess here, it probably has sort of a hangman element to it, does well, it? So there, it gives players six chances to guess a five-letter word with the assist of some color-coded cues. In the board game edition, four different versions are available to play. There's fast, timed, teams, and classic. The classic version pits players against each other as they try to guess the letters in the word assigned by the Wordle host. Players take turns as the host, and each round ends after six tries, unless the correct word is guessed. The host uses the colored tiles to place over the letters to indicate what's correct. Like Vanna White. The timed and fast versions limit the amount of time players have to make their guesses. All right. Uh, Perhaps the most significant difference from the online game is the team version which has two people playing off a single board versus another team and guessing the word that their opponent has picked. So that's kind of, I guess, kind of like Pictionary? No, not quite like that. But but anyhow, this could be fun. I like like word games. And uh, Casey... And Kathy and I play Wordle every day. And Nick, we, you do not, right? We share no, our results. I, I for no reason. I just It's never uh, started, and I don't know. I, I don't because I hate games like this. That's yeah. my <laughs> I play a geography version of it, and it's very difficult to say, but it's world. 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 Yeah, world. and it's uh, basically world. it's the outline of a, of a map. Excuse me, where do you keep world? Yeah, it's hard. Uh, uh, Nick Murphy plays as well, by the way. World. Okay, there we go. Wordle? Yeah. No, word. Wordle. Wordle. And no. I play also Octurtle, and I play Quirtle. Yeah, I don't play those. So Quirtle is four Wordles in one. Really? Uh, there's four that you have to get, and you get more than six guesses. Uh, and then Octurtle is eight. Then what's felching? Felching <laughs> is when you suck in a fart through No, straw, right? No, not a no. fart. No. It's an actual no, no, stinkies? No. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. You never knew what felching was until just now? I'm afraid of felcher. Okay. Uh, uh, well, I was close. I just didn't think there was matter. Well, it does matter. Okay, well, now it, now it no longer well, matters. Same, same, so right. I need nothing to stop really talking. Yeah, nothing really matters. Talking. <laughs> <laughs> to, quote, to quote Metallica, nothing else matters. So, anyway, yeah, the board game uh, contains dry erase boards and markers, as well as protective partitions to prevent cheating and green and yellow tiles for the hints. Also included is an official word list to use, compiled by the time. How much did the uh, original creator of the game make from this sale to the Times, do you recall? Seven million, I think. Seven million? Wow. Wow. Could have made 
Tens, yeah. tens of millions. Probably. Or, or this takes off. Like or, a billion. Or the Navy. Like billion. Uh, so anyhow, that's coming out, I believe, in October, I said. And you can, uh, you'll can you be able to order this uh, very, very soon. Yeah, October 1st is when they're looking for the You're going to get it? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I mean, listen, at, at the shore... Board games is something we kind of do later in the day. Oh, yeah, and uh, we're we, at least every weekend we're playing at least one game. Really? Yeah. Mm. So so we we love uh, the games like this. So this could be something to add to the repertoire. Uh, let me go back in the drawer here. Ah, okay. Now <laughs> found that butter churn and that kebab stick. Here's the story I was looking for. Uh, so uh, a fisherman named Jeremy Guype. Uh, saw a flash of white water in the Delaware Bay. And it was June 30th, and he had traveled there from his home in Camp Hill near Harrisburg to go bow fishing with friends Corey Brossman and Aaron Brossman. Uh, and they run a, a bow fishing charter boat out of Sussex County. And they spend nearly every night of the summer on the water. Well, bow fishing, if you don't know, is a combination of fishing and bow hunting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hunter uses a bow to shoot a harpoon-like arrow attached by a bow with a line at a fish. I had one. I had a rig one time, and uh, didn't catch a goddamn thing. Uh, the Brosmans target big stingrays, and on this night, a little flash of white that Guype spotted turned out to be a butterfly ray, one of the biggest that any of them had ever seen. So Guype shot, struck the fish in the head. <clears throat> it jumped from the water. One arrow, Guype said, is not enough to bring in a butterfly ray. Uh, they're as large as an area rug. So the other men, who are both disabled veterans, shot arrows too. The fish uh, peeled the line from their spools, and the fight was on. And when Guype first saw the stingray up close, he estimated it to be close to 150 pounds. Jeez. Uh, but uh, Corey Bossman knew that it was bigger. At 222.54 pounds, the fish is bigger than the Bow Fishing Association of America's standing world record wow. of 222.1 pounds. I mean, it's just a smidge yeah, over. Yeah. Uh, Guype and the Brosmans are waiting for the paperwork to be processed to confirm Whoa. the world record. Man. Yeah, we're looking at a picture of it. So I went um, parasailing for the first time this last weekend. And Did you bring your bow? What we saw <laughs> from the air, we didn't see any dolphin, but we saw plenty of rays. Did okay. you? Absolutely. Yep. We saw a few of them out there, and they were easy to spot from the air. Yep. Uh, speaking of sea creatures, did anybody else watch that Chris Hemsworth special special about sharks the other night? Great white sharks. No, in uh, Australia. Um, so it was really compelling. Uh, Casey, you would have hated it because yeah. it talked about their value and uh, and why they're misunderstood a bit. But um, there's a scene that I'd never seen before, and maybe you guys have. Uh, and he interviews this surfer, and this guy was surfing off the coast of Australia, and a great white shark attacked. The surfer. It was a competition. I mean, the thing was being filmed. The whole competition was being filmed. The sharks were sharks were holding the competition. No, no, no. The oh. sharks were just in the water like normal. Uh, the surfers were on their boards. But okay. this guy got bumped by a great white shark as he was about to do the competition, and wow. it was jarring to see this footage. And and it was just like, that's you're going to where they live. Yeah, the, that's sure. that's Sorry. the shark's home, and that's where this ray lives too. You know, it's so like it, it's just, you're going to encounter that from time to time. So bring a bow. Yeah, yeah. This, um, is, it. this is the footage up on the screen in the, in the studio here. Oh yeah, I did see this. Yeah, and Mick Fanning is the name of the surfer, oh, wow. and he's just out there minding his own business, getting ready to surf as a part of the competition, and then gets bumped by a great white shark. Well, that's crazy. Yeah, and for somebody that like that experience, he he still freaked out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrifying. Um, by the way, stingrays are abundant in the Delaware Bay. Uh, Bay didn't know that. Uh, so yeah, they're uh, they focus on these charters focus on cow nose rays, bull nose rays, and butterfly rays, uh, which they say taste the best. Uh, the fish is prized for its meat. Brosman said that they filleted approximately seventy pounds of meat seventy from the fish. 
And uh, Guype said that even the scraps are preserved for crab bait. So, yeah. So, record. That's cool. In the Delaware Bay. Are there still, or I know there are risk of becoming instinct, but the Ray Romanos? Are they? Ray Romanos. You can hear them when you go out there. Hey, it's Ray. I'm right. a fan of the Rachel Rays. <laughs> yes, those are good too. Yeah, right. I don't. I don't know why I hit the Rocky theme. It's a part of my <laughs> Rocky impersonation. Now that I hear it, doesn't. <laughs> uh, may I ask what you were going for? I for? so. <laughs> <laughs> I, nothing. I, go past this part. Please leave part. me alone. Oh, that's. I know what I was. I was. I, I'm going to go sleepy now. I was trying to spell out the word ocean, and it just so happened that I forgot to hit the fine key. Uh, so then I hit the hot key for the rocky ocean, theme, and, the and I wanted key. this. Oh, oh man. Okay. I didn't want to bring up part of my rocky person. <laughs> no, I'm glad you didn't. All right, let's go back in the drawer. We have that. Okay. <laughs> All right. This. Uh, this is a. Serious like a, a fencing match. A serious but important story. Um, <clears throat> beginning tomorrow, <clears throat> excuse me, people experiencing a mental health crisis will be able to call or text a three-digit number, 988, to reach... Why is my phone talking? Where's that <laughs> sound coming from? What the... No. <clears throat> uh, this is like a long-term... Uh, this was a long time coming. Yeah, the 988 to reach the uh, National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. This is a great thing. And connect with mental health professionals trained to respond to such emergencies. So the number to remember is 988, and that starts tomorrow. It's 24-7 free and confidential emotional support around the country uh, for those in mental health distress. Uh, The number will connect caller to a certified crisis center in the area where the call is placed. And hotline's made up of a network of 200 local crises centers around the country. Um, they had said, let's see, this is according to the website. It says, when people call, text, or chat, 988, uh, they'll be connected to trained counselors uh, that are part of the existing National Suicide Prevention Lifeline Network. Uh, these trained counselors will listen, un- uh, listen, understand how the problems are affecting them, provide support, and connect them to resources if necessary. So this is good because the, it was a 10-digit number, yes. 800 number. And, you know, when you really all of a sudden feel that you need the help right away, you should be able to just quickly you know, punch in real quick. So, And the fact that it's manned and ready to go is yep. great. So 988, that starts tomorrow. Okay, it's just we'll a recording see. of Bill saying, I need you to stop. <laughs> I need you to stop talking. <laughs> Listen. All right. So I got a couple of mosquito bites last night. Just hanging outside. So it was very lovely. Out. Are you uh, are you prone to mosquito bites? Not not like crazy, but it's interesting because this article. Some people feel that they are like mosquito bait. Uh, that's me. Okay. Yes. This Claire, my wife Claire is the same. She believes that she's uh, easy pickings for mosquitoes. As it turns out, Kathy, you might be right that they may choose you uh, in particular. So, what draws mosquitoes to bite people in the first place? Well. This rose is for you, Ken. <laughs> well, I've heard, and maybe this is what you're going to hit, it has something to do with your blood. Um, yes, it can. It can. It's so about the, the blood, baby. So first of all, how do they choose who to bite? So mosquitoes, more specifically female mosquitoes, since they're the only ones who uh, bite and need a protein found in blood so their eggs can develop, use a, use a variety of different cues to locate, land, and then bite us, according to Jeff Riffel, who is the pressure uh, professor in the biology department at the University of Washington, and it starts with your breath. 
They first used carbon dioxide from our breath. The CO2 tells female mosquitoes that a potential meal is nearby. Mm. Uh, the CO2 also turns on their vision, and they begin visually searching for objects that look like humans and other hosts. So after seeing a potential host, they'll find out if the person smells appropriate before landing on that person. Uh, indeed, to the mosquitoes, some folks smell better than others. And once a mosquito has landed on a potential host... If you have the appropriate temperature and sweat, they will then bite you and begin feeding. Mm. Now, the color of your clothes you're wearing can also influence whether a mosquito finds you appealing or not. Yeah, mosquitoes prefer some parts of the color spectrum over others. For example, they like orange and red, but they are not attracted to green or white. Oh. Okay. So wear green I wear a lot of green. So if a person wore a white shirt, then they would be less attracted to a mosquito relative to a person wearing a red or black shirt. What about superhero t-shirts? I don't know about that. (laughs) Well, I wonder if, like you say, uh, the scent, I wonder, because I I feel like if I put lotion on, I will get attacked even more. As if I don't have, but like, I wonder if that's the scent or is it Mm. your body scent? Do you use um, DEET and things of that nature? Like, well, but, yeah. no, I use Mosquito Shield, yeah. uh, so I don't have to worry about it right. in my yard. You can spray yeah. that stuff Honestly. on Honestly. Mm. No, no, not on no, my body. if you're going somewhere. Yeah. If I'm going somewhere, yeah, I will use, like, a non-greasy uh, bug right. spray. Absolutely. Like or something mm-hmm. like that. So, listen, you'd mentioned your, your uh, blood type. Uh, there is some evidence to suggest that blood group can play a role. So, what is your blood? You probably don't know your blood my, type. I have no idea. Okay. I'm A negative. Uh, I'm A positive. I'm B positive. Do you know your Steve? I know that it's the kind of blood that can be used for babies. I was told that last night. <laughs> I, I think I so I can I can get blood from anyone. Uh, so is that O? Um, they found that mosquitoes had a high preference for blood type O. So that's mm-hmm. for some reason or another they like to go after that. Um, and they said yes, some people are more attractive than others. Factors like your body odor, your skin temperature, and if you're sweating a lot, all play a role. Now, why do mosquito bites itch so much? Uh, okay. When they pierce your skin to feed on your blood, they release their own saliva into your bloodstream, and your body reacts to that saliva as an allergen. Interesting. Causing your immune system to release histamine. That, in turn, causes the area where you were bitten to swell and itch. And most people have a mosquito bite allergy. So it's a mild allergy that you have. Did you mention that it's only the females that bite? Yes. Is that right? Okay. And then um, when if you hear a mosquito, that's the male. And so if you hear a mosquito, you're actually in the clear from a bite. Right. What? Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. So if you hear that high-pitched whining right by your ear, you're I not... I didn't know that. Females don't make the noise. I don't that's know if that's... Heard. A, yeah. It, it, yeah, it might be an old old wise tale. I'm not sure if it's accurate or an or old not. mosquito tale. Yeah. Maybe, So yeah. can people be... Uh, certain people be more allergic to the bite than others? Probably. Because, like, if I get bit, it, it blows up. It's huge. Yeah. Oh. Um, well, you know, and we talked about this, uh, the mosquito... Kills more people on Earth, um, yeah. not, not just one, not just one rascal, what? but collectively the mosquitoes yeah. kill more more people on Earth than any other creature. Have you guys ever tried to, when the mosquito is on you and biting you, to flex? Yes. So you can get more blood to their uh, to their body and make I, them explode? I think I had success with that once. Yeah. I don't think it exploded, but like yeah. I felt uh, like I was doing something. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> you're supposed to warn me. <laughs> but I was able to... I'm going to bleed. <laughs> Dude, you're supposed to warn me. Dude. Yeah. Oh, my God. But I was I'm able to bleed. smack oh, it. Oh, oh, <laughs> I got a warning. <laughs> Tap him on the head. 
<laughs> you got something in your mouth. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, it happens. <laughs> get a calf? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, by the way, what's the best way to treat an itchy mosquito bite? Itch it. Scratch it. No, itch it. <laughs> Uh, so you should wash the area with soap and water yeah. and an ice pack to the bite for about 10 minutes to reduce the swelling and itching. So I, I usually routinely do a tracheotomy. I should not do that? No, no. You can also mix a tablespoon of baking soda with enough water to form a paste and then apply it to the mosquito bites, leaving the paste on for 10 minutes and then huh. letting it rinse off. Interesting. Uh-huh. I didn't know that. Uh, you can also hit it with calamine lotion and that'll help cool. Calamine. And soothe the skin. I know people... Hydrocortisone also helps. So, um... Kathy, you talk about having the mosquito shield. Natural Lawn does a mosquito prep for our, our yard. It really does work. But I know people who just in the evening or the you know around that that time where they are out and about the mosquitoes, uh, they they just don't go out. They can't. They can't. Yeah. It, they, they're just savaged. Yeah. You know, it ruins everything. Mm-hmm. It does. I, I saw something yesterday. I don't know if it's true or not. I, now I had always heard that with with bumblebees, uh, when they sting you, they die. Right. So mm-hmm. the stinger comes out and then they die. Uh, but what I had also heard was that when a male bumblebee mates with a female bumblebee, that he dies. Like his, literally his like testicles or whatever, they explode and that's the end of him. <laughs> oh, my balls. <laughs> so if you see a male bumblebee flying around, chances Give are that. Do me a favor. Touch them once because they're about to blow up in a few seconds. Yeah, chances are that nerd is a is a virgin, right? Yeah. So, right. I, I've not heard... So there's some bees' his testicles that... explode. <laughs> I don't, I'm pretty sure bumblebees don't have testicles. <laughs> Whatever his nuts, his bee nuts, like bees nuts. Oh my god, bees nuts, dude. You should still be a kid. <laughs> well, how do they mate if they don't have testicles? balls? <laughs> yeah, big bee balls, <laughs> bitch. All right, Nick's gonna look this up because now I need to know. How do bumblebees mate? Yeah. When a male bumblebee mates a queen, he will knock her to the ground. Yeah. Climb on her thorax. You like that, don't you? And mates the queen. During, a dirty girl. During mating, the queen protrudes her stinger, and the male falls back while remaining attached. Oh, just lay back here. Oh, my God. Uh, two bumblebees can remain attached for several minutes to over an hour. <laughs> wow. All right, for us. All right, now what about uh, when? What happens when they mate? I need to find out about the the, the balls exploding thing. When the stinger detach? Well, no, that's not part of the process, is it? No, the stinger isn't the wiener. Yeah, yeah. Well, hang on a second. Oh my you god! Need to find, really, you need to find out about it. You, you you're checking. Well, now yeah, I, yeah. I, I need to know. Now uh, I want to know <laughs> if he just made this up. Or... I saw it on bee balls. Bee, yeah, bees nuts. <laughs> I was on Jerkmates and... Uh... Yo, ever heard of Jerkmates? Sure have. <laughs> All right, so uh, the male honeybee inserts his endophallus into the queen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, after yeah. making successfully, after mating successfully, the drone... Oh, yeah. The drone... You better make a Saturday night thing, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do that along with that again, please, if you could. <laughs> Oh, yeah. He's going to be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. After he inserts his endophallus into the queen, after mating successfully, the drone attempts to fly away, but the endophallus remains in the queen such that the lower half of his abdomen will be ripped and he will die. Aha! 
There you go, Casey. So, so we have this going on in our in our our backyard now because my wife has these these hives. And Casey, it's fascinating. His testicles don't explode, but his endophallus rips out. Right, that's okay. his penis. I'm it was a, balls. Yes, it was. It was a little bit true then. A little. I'll give you it, that. It was a little bit true. A little bit true. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Bees right. nuts. Bees nuts. Bees nuts. Yes. <laughs> but uh, I mean, if 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 okay. Bees nuts, vagina. Well, what does he use? That what, I mean, what's, what's producing the stuff to make the to make? I, I don't know. There's some there's some kind of genetic material. It may be a semen of some type. But yeah, I don't yeah. think that a bee has testicles hanging off of the back of its body. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I Can mean, you see my balls. In it? <laughs> so anyway. they could be inside. You know, like a bird's. So there, there are reasons. Be. Whatever yeah. system of uh, there is a delivery system that uh, that is there. Yeah. You know, and and you 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 are going to choose to call them uh, bees nuts. Yeah. All right. One more short thing, if I can find it. Let me look in here. I have one. Uh, so, dentists warn that while having ice in your drink is not necessarily a bad thing, chewing on ice can lead to a hefty dentist bill. I've had, so, uh, mm, I love growing up. Do you? Yeah. It makes my spine. Yeah, like, no, I can't. I'm not. Uh, Wait, it does something to the enamel, right? Um, chewing on ice can lead to cracks in the tooth enamel. Yeah. You and you were over my house not long ago, and I was chewing yep. on ice, and you asked me if I was doing that. You were chewing on it like uh, people chew on popcorn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can chew on ice, but I have to be uh, delicate when I do it. Okay. I, my head would, just hearing the sound and seeing someone do it, it, just, it gives me like a, uh, a you know, like, like a tingle down my spine. I there was a, a, a flyer said coach, I think it was Mike Keenan, and he would have um, a, 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 like a cooler full of ice yeah. behind the bench with him. And like that was his sort of nervous habit. He would oh, reach in. Ice. Yeah, and he would chew ice throughout huh. the game. Did you uh, do, was, was it like little wedges or for cubes, full-blown cubes? Uh, Steve, it was like uh, you would get it um, um, out of a fountain machine. Okay. Soda fountain. And, right. uh, like yeah, slush. So, uh, but not, oh, yeah. not, not yeah. too slushy. Okay. Not like uh, a lot of air in it. Right. Well, like there's, the some, pe- there's some that are pellets. Not the pellets. There's some that are uh, circles with holes in them. Not that. No. Uh, the chips, I guess, almost. Okay. Uh, ice chips, I guess. Chips. Like what they had at Pizza Hut. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Those, Those are, are the like the pellets, cups. though, right? Yeah. 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 Big red cups. Okay. Yeah, but That's we're talking the about the ice. ice. Yeah, I know. I would chew on the cups. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dennis, don't recommend that. Problem. What did you do to the cup? <laughs> so, uh, chewing ice, yes, Kathy, can lead to cracks in tooth enamel, fracture or break parts of the tooth, and damage fillings, crowns, braces, or veneers. Uh, by the way, my daughter got her braces off. Hi. Yay! So happy for Braces, her. Though these days are much cooler and much more. Yeah. Uh, when we were growing up, uh, years. I mean, there's this chunk of hardware that's sticking you up. Like, are they still the metal? Yeah, they're still the metal. You know, but they, they seem to be less crazy metal filled as back in the day, where it was like it looked like solid yeah. brace metal. face metal yeah. mouth. They call yeah, it. brace face yeah. totally. Um, so anyhow, bees um, nuts. <laughs> the uh, if someone can't stop chewing ice, like Mike Keenan, like you were saying, Nick, it may be a sign of anemia. I've heard oh, this. Heard yep. This is for years. Yep. That it, that is a sign of anemia. Huh. And I don't know what ice would deliver to your system that would compensate for the anemia. Or or maybe it's just your iron, your need to to chew on something hard. I don't know. You know, yeah. like you're chewing on an iron bar or <laughs> chew on this. I need more iron, so I need to bite something crunchy. Uh, interesting. Maybe snack on BBs. So anyhow, with uh, with the warmer weather, 
Uh, keep in mind that dentists do not recommend they chew on ice, <laughs> although I do like to do it. Um, with Wait that, again. Nick, what? did you pull up information that uh, proved my my uh, assertions correctly? Well, in no. in part. Uh, so male bees right. don't have testicles per se. Uh, they have uh, degenerative, degenerated <laughs> testicle sacs within their body. Uh, but but the, headline, the headline, Casey, uh, reaffirms what you were saying. It says, what a buzzkill. Male bees' testicles explode when they reach orgasm. Casey has been uh, vindicated. Bees uh, nuts. Fun. I apologize to you, sir. That's okay. Uh, apology accepted. I didn't take you seriously. Bees nuts. Well, I mean... <laughs> We got bees nuts out. We got bees, you nuts know. Right. So here you go. All right, there you All right. go. And there, that's another one. We chalk that up. I, I, I could probably give two points to Delaware County for that. Yeah. Oh, oh really? But I'm not two? going to. Wow. <laughs> but I'm not going to. What a tease. Oh. We haven't we haven't had any points for either Delco or Busco in a little while. So by the way, that information did it come from the Sun, Nick? Is yeah. that where you fa- I mean, come on. The- that's true. That's <laughs> a tabloid. Serious? It's the headline. Yeah. So it's uh, the actual information. Is the internal reproductive system in, this, in sexually mature male solitary bees, uh, they consist of a pair of degenerated testicles. Mm. Look at your degenerated testicles. <laughs> bees nuts. <laughs> bees nuts. All right. Um, so we need to take a break because we have some... Bizarre file stories to tell. That wasn't enough. We have some stuff to give away. No, it gets even better when we return, so make sure you stay with us. But how about this? A $50 gift card to Dave and Buster's. Yeah. Brought by some fantastic food. 215-263-WMMR. It's caller number nine we're looking for. And don't forget, they have uh, seven new summer-inspired menu items for you to enjoy, like the new taco burger, barbecue chicken, uh, flatbread, and shrimp and avocado stack, and a bunch more. So caller nine will get you. We'll be right back. Are you an MMR VIP? Sign up for free at WMMR.com for access to VIP contests, special deals, and to be the first to know about important stuff. It's like having an MMR backstage pass without having to do something nasty to get it. <laughs> now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Finally. Brought is morning by live casino in Hotel Philadelphia, presenting comedian Dom Irera coming July 22nd. Tickets on sale at livecasinophilly.com. A grisly scene awaited paramedics in China after responding to an archery injury involving a woman shot in the face <sighs> by an arrow. Uh, a man, a neighbor, was reportedly practicing with his crossbow in his yard. When the arrow struck the woman piercing through her eyelid. Jesus Christ. Part of the three and a half foot long arrow precariously dangled from her eye socket as emergency staff and surgeons worked to extract it safely. I see your point. Uh, First, responders used bolt cutters to remove part of the arrow while doctors assisted. She was later rushed into the operating room to have a portion of the arrow closest to her face taken out. Uh, thankfully, no internal organs were struck by How does that happen? I don't know. How? And uh, she survived the horrific ordeal. Uh, the middle-aged patient is currently in recovery. What are you laughing at? <laughs> I'm waiting for him to say something again. <laughs> no, I'm good. I already, okay. I already made my point. All right. So in recovery at the hospital while police continue their investigation of the incident. But that's amazing that that did not pierce her brain. I assume that it went kind of across. It caught in just the good a little way. bit of her yeah. eye. It went... Yeah. <laughs> There's like only the one way. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> All the way through. Well, excuse yeah. me. All right, this story's out of England. A woman 
who took about 150 driving tests for other drivers, has been jailed for eight months. So she was taking so they would pass. Yeah. Huh. Indrajit Kaur admitted taking the test between 2018 and 2020. Police said she was taking tests for people who had difficulty with English. The court heard suspicion grew as tests at test centers that uh, Kaur was impersonating other people and the police were tipped off. Uh, she took tests in Swansea, uh, Cartherman, Birmingham, and London. Uh, they said uh, Cowher's crimes were motivated by greed. Greed? Uh, Caroline Hicks, that the Driver and Vehicle Standards Agency said uh, fraudulently gained test passes can uh, could be canceled. So if you if she got you one of these, uh-huh. most likely they're wow. going to cancel that driver's license. But 150 of them she did. Jeez. Wow. All right, so we were just talking about sharks and rays and all kinds of other things. Well, swimming was suspended at a Long Island beach Wednesday morning for the second time this month after a surfer was bitten in another apparent shark attack. Uh, This was followed by another incident hours later. In the first incident, surfer Sean Donnelly suffered a four-inch gash to the leg when he was bitten by what he believed was a sand tiger shark in the water just east of the main beach at Smith Point County Park. Wow. Donnelly reported the shark knocked him off his board and bit him at around 7 a.m. He then said he punched the shark repeatedly as it kept circling him. That's effed up. Until the wave helped carrying him to the shore and safety. Do you know the first recorded death by shark attack uh, is off Fire Island? Uh, It was a hammerhead attack uh, in this general area? Uh, So he said it just... I mean, when they started keeping records, I should say. I got my left calf, and it it got my left calf, and it knocked me off my board. When I was falling off my board, I saw the fin and its back, and I just had to take a second. It had... I just had to take a second. I looked. My arms were there. My legs were there, and I was like, I'm okay. And I put my board between me and it, and went. it went underneath me. I slapped it. And it was gone. It went straight for the beach, and or I went straight for the beach and rode away. Oh, right. <laughs> Donnelly uh, was taken to hospital that declined to comment on his condition later that day. Now, Come on, think about it. Think about you in that situation. Oh my God! I mean, what would you do? I wouldn't know what to I'd do. I'd slap myself with the with the board, hoping to kill myself. So it's the same beach where a lifeguard was bitten during a training exercise less than two weeks ago. Donnelly said that he's been surfing in the area all his life, and it was the first time he ever saw a shark. Now, hours later. Officials said a man from Arizona was bitten just after 6 p.m. at Seaview Beach. The 49-year-old man was standing in waist-deep water when the shark came from behind and bit him on the left wrist and buttocks. Uh, the man was able to walk out of the water and was taken to a, by helicopter to the hospital, and he is expected to survive. Wow. So, I mean, two in a month and two of them in just within an hour or two of each other. That's insane. Yep. I don't like that. A cat named Rowdy has been found safe after she spent weeks... Roaming the Boston Logan International Airport. Rowdy escaped her cat carrier and disappeared shortly after her family's flight arrived in Boston on June 24th. Staff members set up wildlife cameras around Terminal E and areas where Rowdy had been previously seen. Uh, Safe release animal traps were set up as well. Uh, Loving the clam chowder. A spokesperson said searching for Rowdy became a community effort with everyone from construction workers to airline staff Constantly on the lookout, hoping for a positive outcome. And on Wednesday, those efforts paid off. Uh, They said whether out of fatigue or hunger, we'll never know. But this morning, she finally let herself be caught. And she will be reunited with her family soon. It would be kind of cool to spend, you know, if you're an animal. Totally. When you see a bird in the airport inside, it's not so bad. Yep, yep. Uh, And then finally, we'll end with this story. Investors fear they may have been conned out of hundreds of thousands, even millions of dollars. From a high-stakes deal introduced 
uh, to them by attractive women. The Federal Trade Commission says that it's seen an uptick of complaints involving romance and cryptocurrency. Got some cryptocurrency deals for you. Are uh, you Kev- interested? Kevin's. <laughs> Kevin. Some NFTs. What does that stand for? No fun. Non fungible. <laughs> yes. I don't know. It doesn't matter because you're hot. Nice yeah. effing. Nice effing tees. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not an effing thing. I was going to say something, but it was disgusting. Uh, Kevin Sam met a woman online in February who reached out suddenly via a direct message. Uh, Sam said she was very kind. Still to this day, she's kind of empathetic. He says that their online relationship grew, but they still have not met in person. Sam remembers her mentioning an investment opportunity in cryptocurrency on February 10th. Uh, 10th. Uh, he, she apparently she wrote, "Open the wallet and enter the mining pool," hmm. urging Sam to invest in a site called Defy-Base.com. Come on in, the water's great. So he did that, and he says it immediately paid off. Originally started at two thousand, then it went up to five thousand almost a week later. So he invested more money at fifty thousand. He said I was making a thousand dollars a day. Told you. He, he even borrowed a hundred thousand dollars. Uh, for his mother to invest. Yeah. Uh, but that he says when he tried to cash out on some of his investments, he ran into problems. Yeah, that's there. how it happens. Uh, he came across a uh, a message that said it cannot withdraw during the pledge period. And that was on March 5th. And I don't know the rest of the story or how that played out as of yet. But they're warning people. In fact, uh, the FBI recently issued a warning uh, that cryptocurrency uh, frauds are, are the big, big scam going on right so now. So attractive people and cryptocurrency. Yep. Does yep. it say in this story, Preston, if it started on Instagram? Because I've no, noticed. Didn't. All right, that I've gotten like direct messages, people following me, and it's uh, it's that lady, Steve. <laughs> And she, uh, you know, Hi, Nick, big fan. And it's funny because, y- y- listen, if you are aware of it, you can smell out the scam right away. But um, you Does should your mother make meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> you should be aware that these scams exist. Yeah, no, and uh, yes, I've seen alerts that are similar to that, Nick. And yeah. uh, but of course, always having the attractive, the quick, the smooth talking person. Con you is as old as time itself. Yep. That's it in the B file. Uh, we're going to give away our last uh, Dave and Buster's gift card that I have for. Uh, the weekend, and it is a $50 gift card to caller number uh, 20 at 215-263-WMMR. Dave & Buster's runs the fun this summer. You can follow them at Dave & Buster's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And for all the information you need, visit DaveAndBusters.com. So caller number 20, we're going to say, yeah, we'll take a break. Come back in a second. Trash Music News up next. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Friday morning with the Preston and Steve Show. In a little bit, we give away a Word of the Week prize. Let's give it to you, okay? But you've got to be paying attention. You have to be with us. I'm going to have your opportunity in a little bit. In the meantime, there's something else to give away. We're going to give away a $50 Rita's gift card. Man, you can buy lotteries of 50 bucks. Oh, God, yeah. And so the question that we will ask about something that happened earlier on our program today is as follows. Who is the spokesperson for Dippin' Dots? 
That's from early this morning, around 7.30 or so. Let's see if you know the answer to that. Who is the spokesperson for Dippin' Dots? It was either that or how does Gene Simmons like his diarrhea? Uh-huh. Black. <laughs> like his coffee. All right. Uh, but we need to know who the spokesperson for Dippin' Dots is. Call if you heard it. If you know the answer, we'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, brought to you by Penn Distributors. And you can join Casey Boy and the WMMR Rock and Rollers in the 35th Annual Bend Shore Bike Tour. It's on Sunday, July 24th. Register today at bend2shore.org. That's bend 2 Dot org. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Jamie Lee Curtis is catching blowback after admitting how wrong she was assuming Knives Out co-star Anna de Armas would be unsophisticated because she's from Cuba. Curtis has since tried to clarify by saying it's like thinking all Irish people are alcoholics when some of them are not. She should probably just leave this alone. (laughs) Nick Cannon revealing in a recent interview that he will never have another relationship like the one he had with ex-Mariah Carey. Cannon says there was something so sexy about being with someone who could win any pie-eating contest. Oh, my God. (laughs) And finally, Amber Rose saying she does not believe that God created our universe or that Jesus died for our sins. Rose also said, though, that she believes history will remember Corey Feldman as a great musician. (laughs) And that's your Hollywood track. All right, let's see if you do indeed know the answer to this question. Who was the spokesperson for Dippin' Dodds? And we're going to go to Brandon, who gets first shot at it. Hey, Brandon, good morning. Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? All right, Brandon, (laughs) I need to know who's the spokesperson for Dippin' Dots. Mr. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. That is correct. Hang on just a second. You got it right. And we are going to set Brandon up with a $50 Rita's gift card. Stop by Rita's today and register to win a Shark and Ray encounter for four at Adventure Aquarium. And you're going to enter the QR code on the promotional poster. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah. I brought to you this morning by Family and County Family and Company. They're in a county. Family and Company in the County Jewelers. <laughs> that should be their new name. Yeah. yeah. It is now. Uh, congratulations. Well, helps to give the location. To our friends at Family. Where are they? In They're in the county. county. <laughs> Which county? The. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, congratulations to our friends at Family. They were just named uh, SJ Magazine's Best Bridal Jewelry Store for 2022. Huh. Uh, Route 70 in Malta, New Jersey, or online at familyjewelers.com. Looks like Travis Barker is on the mend following his stay in the hospital. So he gave a surprise performance at Machine Gun Kelly's mainstream sellout show at the Forum in Los Angeles on uh, Wednesday night. Well, they're buds. This is his first on-stage appearance since his pancreatitis diagnosis last month. Yes. Uh, as he was introduced, uh, Kelly said, there's a person I grew up idolizing that I became friends with, and he believed in me, and never more have I wanted to jam to a song that he and I created, L.A.'s own Travis Barker, make some noise for him. Uh, so was Courtney there? Uh, you know what they didn't say? Mm. I'm not sure. Sure, uh, Megan was. Uh, the drummer emerged to huge applause and settled in to play Tickets to My Downfall and Bloody Valentine. The remaining members of Pantera have announced a 2023 tour. Uh, their first in almost 20 years since splitting up. One of the band's agents, Peter uh, Pepilardo, 
of Artist Group International told the publication, uh, we are thrilled to be working with such an iconic band and bringing their music back to the fans. So far, Pantera members Phil Anselmo and Rex Brown have not officially commented on the upcoming tour. So Kathy's wearing her Pantera shirt today. <laughs> are you... Are you going to go, do you think, Kev? I, you know, I haven't decided yet. Okay. <laughs> Founding late Pantera members and brothers Vincent and Vinnie Paul Abbott and Dimebag Daryl Abbott uh, died in 2004 and 2018, respectively. No word yet on who replaced him on drums and guitar. But uh, there are rumors that Zach Wilde might replace huh. Dimebag. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, that would actually fit. That would work. And Avenged Avenge Sevenfold uh, singer Matt Sanders thinks that Wilde would be the perfect fit. Uh, he had tweeted, uh, regardless of our personal feelings, it seems that this Pantera reunion reminds us that life is fragile and short. We live in an era where Phil and Rex can still go out there and perform the songs, and soon that time will pass, too. Enjoy it while you can, looking forward. So, uh, yeah, I think that would uh, that would probably work out, that combination. And then one last thing, Kirk Hammett has nothing but love for Pink Floyd's legendary David Gilmore. Uh, during a new chat with Guitar World, Hammett admitted, I love Shine On You Crazy Diamond because there's a riff in that song, but it's so sideways and so around the back. When you listen, it's actually blues. It's freak- It's a freaking blues progression, but it doesn't sound like it. And that in itself is a real accomplishment. So I really think that uh, that song is amazing with the opening to it, the weird ringing opening chord. Shine yeah. On You Crazy Diamond is just epic, and there is so much that I love about it. Hammett shed light on David Gilmore being able to showcase his virtuosity without ramming it down listeners' ears. He said, I love how he under, how understated Gilmore's playing is because it is, understa- because it is understated. If anything, I could, be more, I could be more understated, but sometimes I just regurgitate a ton of notes, and I can't help it. It's just how I am. But David is very, very understated, and that in itself is a real, real beauty to behold. He's just saying, though, we can all agree on the fact that bees have nuts. That, yeah. too. I saw a really cool video the other day. You know, we played uh, a few weeks ago, we played uh, Running Up That Hill from Kate Bush, and we had a lot of people that were confused and, and yeah. even kind of pissed off that we played that because it's not quite the MMR flavor. Uh, but I saw a video... Uh, the other day of the Amnesty International concert, mm. and Kate Bush was performing. You know who was playing guitar? Was it Gilmore? David Gilmore. Yeah, yeah. Wow. With Kate Bush. It was yeah. really cool. So oh, she, She's well-respected oh, amongst most uh, rock musicians. Absolutely. Yeah. I need to go back and check out that Amnesty concert, because I remember uh, Bono saying Invisible Sun with the police. Oh, that's a great song. I mean, like, some really cool collaborations happened at that concert, and I completely forgot about it, but I want to go back and research that. Children, remember that the world don't beat to just one drum. It takes different strokes to rule the world. Bono had some strong words for the, the audience. He's trying to come up with stuff. Yeah. All right, uh, that's it. Music news. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. We're going to wrap up the show. Head you off into the weekend. All right? Be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. It's fancy. No, it's, it's... HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best-sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MMR Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. Not fancy. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. No sad bro. 
It's a Ferrari day. You know where that island is? Mm-hmm. You know that island in the, in the Delaware River? Oh, yeah, that one. Oh, day like man. today, basking in the mosquitoes. Yeah. And, on you. Oh, and then there's that one side where the garbage washes up. Yeah, on. yeah. It's all mud and stuff. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> Wait, this is the, sec- the second Trenton reference I'm going to make. But remember, there was an island in Trenton. Yeah, yeah. What, it, it wasn't it wasn't what? Margaritaville, but it was something <laughs> like that. Like it had this tropical name attached to it. No, I think it was like the island of Trenton or Trenton yeah. Island. Or it got flooded one year. Yes, and and yes. so we were talking about it in the Isle of Trenton. It, it was Steve. Like you started making fun of it as if it were this you know tropical paradise. Yeah. And, uh, I, but it has a name to it. Like it's not it's not the Trenton Keys, but it's something. It's along in the those river. Lines. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and it's right next to, like, I guess, where the, the city is, and it is prone to flooding, sadly. Yeah. Okay, the island is a neighborhood in the city of Trenton in Mercer <laughs> County. Yeah, okay. Wow. And, yes, Nick is right. It, it flooded once, and, Steve, you made it like it was this tropical <laughs> island in Trenton. <laughs> Change your latitude. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had that one bar. Was that, was that Coonaville? Coonaville? What Coonaville. Was that? Oh, yeah. Oh, I think it was, right? Was it? Or was that in Delaware? Uh-huh. No, no. Trenton. Well, there might have been one in no, Delaware, Kat too. Kathmandu. Kathmandu. That's what it was. Kathmandu was in Trenton. Yeah. Okay. What and was the place we used to, we had, was it Laguna? What was the? the oh, no, the Lagoon. The Lagoon. That was in. Remember that? Uh, Essington. Essington, yeah. Essington's a little finest. different. Yeah. No, co- yeah, so so Cahoonaville was down in Delaware. Delaware. Yeah. Kathmandu. In Wilmington. Was Trenton. Kathmandu was Trenton. Okay, now we got all our meat markets. We good? <laughs> I guess. And they put Kathmandu right over the bridge, so like you didn't have to go far into Trenton. Hey, just wasn't wasn't right like there. the brunch like yes. really good or something like to, that? Yes, I yeah. used to love it. It was so good there. Yeah. It was I like had it. it was those those anomalies. Like the uh, risque in Delaware had one of the best turkey dinners I ever had in my life. <laughs> It pops up from time to time. All right, real quick, I want to thank our guest, Mr. Kyle Kinane. Super nice guy performing at Helium Comedy Club uh, tonight and tomorrow. The 7.30 show on Saturday is sold out, but the other ones are available. You can go to heliumcomedy.com. Also, thank you to Dave and Buster. Dave and Buster's came by today, brought all kinds of food, and along with it, some gift cards that we gave to you. And we just uh, want to remind you and make sure you... Check out Dave and Buster's sometime in the near future. They got all kinds of new menu items. I'm going to do that. Uh, they're uh, yeah, it's it's a fun place. Did so. you have a bit of the taco burger? I didn't have any of it. Cut, cut off a little piece. You had some? Uh, yeah, I like the, the concept. Works. I've been eating the barbecue chicken flatbread all morning, which is excellent. So thank you so much. All right, we need to do our letter of the day. I got you. All right, here we go. Kristen and Steve on ninety WMMR. Now the daily letter. All right. We know you've been waiting, and you know you're ready to call. So today, or this morning, I should say, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter E. <laughs> I was going to say E. As in early. He is in early. <laughs> Every time. Every uh, day. Caller number 7-215-263-WMMR. That is our number. Caller number 7. Let's see if you can get through and like, be our winner. It's like right? watching Barishnikov take the stage. It looks like he has a suitcase over there. And a paper bag. bag. Paper bag and a suit. Is there groceries in there? What's in the bag? Breakfast. Breakfast. I caught some coffee. Yeah. Okay. And then... Oh, I that forgot. sounds like my junk drawer. Yeah, yeah. yeah it does. Doesn't it? Your paper junk drawer. And my Clippers magazine. Uh, All right. So Kathy and I can cut coupons later. <laughs> All right. Um, and then... Was that a postcard? A tree service ad. It's a, it's a big piece of corn. Says we grow them big in Iowa. And um, so it's your mail. <laughs> it's a, yeah. Some of my mail. Well, when I left what? for California, I 
I forgot my, all my bills. Oh, oh, oh. I hadn't done my bills. And and then I forgot half of them, so I didn't. I forgot to pay my mortgage and stuff. And then I got back, and I still haven't paid it. Yeah, no worries. So I got to go do that later. Okay. Yeah, use they, the Clipper magazine and the Clipper magazine. <laughs> if I cut enough coupons, I can save on my mortgage. Send those in with the mortgage payment. They like yeah. that. Dear yeah. Pennsylvania yeah, Fedelity, do you yeah. take Bed Bath and Beyond coupons? <laughs> I need 20% off of my exactly. payment this month. I want to see that happen. And uh, why settle for shower walls that look like plastic? Home Smart Industries is the dealer of something or other. Yeah. So right. I'm going to get 5% off on that. We were just saying that. You're probably cut... going to get in trouble for that free commercial you just gave them. I know. <laughs> I know. Hell of a game. Hell of a game. Hi, uh, Jim. You're on the air. Good morning. Oh, my balls. <laughs> <laughs> it's going around. Uh, Jim, what is the word of the week, please? Dave. Great Dave in the morning. Dave. You're correct, Jim. And we're going to give you a really Dave. cool setup. You get a pair of Terrace Club tickets for the M&M's yeah. Fan Appreciation 400 NASCAR nice. Cup Series race yeah. at Pocono Raceway. Mm-hmm. Yep. Saturday, July 24th. And not only that, man, you get pit and paddock Woo. passes with that, buddy. Oh, use rock, man. Excellent, buddy. All right, Enjoy. Hang on. hang on. We'll get all that info, and we'll set you up with your prize. And don't forget, uh, this is the Don't Miss, Can't Miss weekend of the year, and you got to be there. NASCAR weekend, July 22nd to the 24th, Pocono Raceway. So uh, make sure you get there. What's uh, what's in store? It's Friday, man. It is a no sad bro, bro. Got it, bro. And we'll have, speaking of Dave, Dave Matthews tickets and a block of DMB uh, for the F- FM Center tonight. And tomorrow is uh, when Dave will be playing. Uh, and we have tickets for tomorrow night's show. Uh, Elton, as I mentioned, at Pierre's Good Citizens Park. We've got a workforce block of that. And we've got a Black Keys weekend on MMR, as you have mentioned. And we will uh, get into some Black Keys in the workforce blocks also. So it'll be a fun day. That's going to be fantastic. I would like to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show brought to you today by Dunkin' Donuts, the official coffee of the President Steve Show. And by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors, Acme, official grocery store of the President Steve Show. And also Trinity Rehab, locations all over and now open in King of Prussia, trinity-rehab.com. Uh, next week, some good stuff going on. Our buddy Car- uh, Connor Barwin on the program. Jamie Lee Curtis oh. wow. will be checking in. Uh, our friend Rich Voss. And also, we have rescheduled a No, wait, lot- wait. I messed up. Okay. That's not until... Then. All right. That's another time. Yeah. Don McCloskey will be another time, not next week. So, we'll have other things that we will fill in the blanks for. And you know what? I'm going to do a last-second giveaway. Do it. On the way out today, we're going to give away these Nope screening passes Jordan Peele's experience at an advanced IMAX screening of his new horror epic, Nope. And that is going to be Tuesday, July 19th, 7 p.m. at the UA King of Prussia. And then it hits theaters and IMAX on July 22nd. So we'll take callers 8, 9, and 10, and we will give you those movie passes. 215-263-WMMR. That's it. We're done. Ray John, have yourself a fantastic weekend, friend, and we will see you later. Bye-bye. Two da ba two ba 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 ba